Hey there, you're listening to You Still Going On About That with Rob Israel and Joseph K. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You could also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YSGOAT. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about? That. All right, Joseph. It's Wednesday, April 13th, 9.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m. 9.30 p.m. 9.30 p.m. What you're talking about. Well, I I had as and so much was going through my brain as we were starting right after I hit record. I I had been tempted to introduce my bit uh, in full Gilbert Gottfried voice, and I at the last second I decided not to. Oh shucks, that would have been such a great tribute to uh, the man we just it, lost him. Exactly, like <laughs> a brilliant tribute. Whoa, I, I watched his roast of roseanne today on youtube oh i didn't see that <laughs> uh, what did he what was it did he what did he say about her i totally it, it, the running theme was he called her um rosilla and he made all these <laughs> all this like extended eight minute long bit where like every 30 seconds he would uh call he would get a shout out like rosilla and then he'd like talk about her tail they always forget about her tail her tails like, uh and it was if only they roasted her like two years ago exactly yeah after she like or was it like three years ago after she yeah. uh you know i mean she always she was nuts for a while now and i mean she's always right. been, was like well, crazy, this, this was she had a lot of goodwill at the time you could tell um, and this was a, it must've been a while ago because Gilbert Gottfried was, and he, he did, I'd forgotten how like incendiary he was, but he was grossly over the line on a couple jokes. And it was, it was oh, he's it, great. It, so <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried passed away recently. Yes. Um, yeah. I think yesterday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he definitely crossed the line. Uh, a lot of jokes. Uh, he's famous for that aristocrat joke, which I'm like, I never really cared for it. I always thought it was like, okay, no. okay. like 20 minutes long. And he's like, and you're shocking and fucking. And, and it's like, it goes oh. on. And I'm like, I get it. It's, oh, it's a lot of people said that his last words were the aristocrat. <laughs> the um, But it's like, because of what he was and who he was and what he looked like and everything, yeah. it was kind of like a harmlessness to him. Yeah, as discussed. I mean, he had some real gross shit. I remember, like, on Howard Stern. Yeah. uh, Like, I used to, when he went over to Sirius or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I listened to it at the time. I think the, I think the file, I think the show just kind of ended up in my lap. (laughs) Okay, sure. I don't know how. Like a ghost gun. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll be talking about uh, later. Uh, and I remember he was on a lot around that time. Like Howard had him on like at least once a week. Yeah. Times a week. I remember he was like going off about Bindi, making really disgusting jokes about Bindi. Oh, uh, the yeah. Daughter of uh, who's an adult now? Steve but at the time was a child. He's like, oh, Bindi. I don't know. It was really gross. Like I, I can't. I don't even remember the jokes. But I used to be at work. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And man, he just. So, and he was like, he had a Dracula character he did. It was pretty funny. God. I mean, 
He's just, he was like famous being in like Problem Child. I forgot that he did all the Ronda Shear Up All Night stuff uh, in the 80s. He's just yeah. like one of those people. He's just been around forever. He's like, his voice will pop up in a cartoon. Yep. And I watched some cartoon recently. I forgot what it's called, The Happy. Uh, I for, he played God. And he's just like out of nowhere, his voice showed up. They would yeah. use him. I forgot. He, he was used for something else. Well, he was the Aflac Duck before he got let go why did he get let go well he he did all the funniest thing in his career he made tsunami jokes um and this was uh his roseanne roast was must have been after the tsunami jokes because he referenced that in his um uh in his bit but yeah he he on twitter did a whole bunch of jokes about the tsunami, which had killed yeah. a bunch of people. I, I don't know if it was in Japan or Taiwan or it was, it was in a, a Asian country. And he got, he was probably one of the first people that got canceled per se. Uh, he lost his Aflac contract. He got well, the biggest, there's a big reason why that happened though. Hmm. It wasn't just because it was offensive. Well, they were very offensive, but yes. Well, yes. I forgot what there was something about the house king washed they were, away or something. Yeah, they were. I read them. I because I, I I was I went on like hey. a Gilbert Godfrey. They weren't that fun. It was almost like he was workshopping jokes. That was the on problem Twitter. with Twitter at the time. Is that yeah, people were workshopping jokes on Twitter, and not realizing that like, oh yeah, like this is a public record. And I can right, right. Everything that's I'm writing here. That's exactly what I thought. I was, and like, I'm also the voice of a <laughs> lovable uh, duck. A, a like insurance expansion like it's not even insurance like what is that flack it's like another it's like hey you like insurance but you want to pay more <laughs> it's hey, a specific... you, like, you like paying for insurance but you want you want to have another insurance on top of it yeah it's a specific type of insurance um it's like it, it's like what like a safety measure or something no it's like short-term disability like normally like if you i don't know have like if you get mononucleosis and you're going to be out of work for like five weeks and you have health insurance that will cover your health bills but your sick leave only covers a week off work then yeah, we're in the united states <laughs> what are you going to do for four weeks without pay you know the, the government will uh protect your job you'll be able to get your job back if you have a doctor's note or whatever but like where do you get your money for and aflac will will pony up the money for you for those four weeks cover so, your paycheck Supposedly, the problem with it, him being the pitch man for this company mm-hmm. was that suppose <laughs> one of the biggest consumers of Aflac oh. was that part of the world. Okay, sure. <laughs> no, and, right. Like literally one of the, almost rivaled America, supposedly. Right. Well, this. I could see. Uh, hold on one second. I, yeah. I've got to deal with this cat. <laughs> Well, he, yeah, I don't know. It, it, like I said, that Roseanne roast, I had kind of forgotten how like problematic Gilbert Gottfried was at times and how, um, I don't know, it, it was, it, I guess those were different days back then. Um, well, <laughs> he, he, I mean, in his, he's a funny comedian, I'm sure. Yeah. If I look back at his catalog of, Humor, I really like. Wow, it's revolting, and everything like that. And I'm sure, but you know what? Again, it's all about the vehicle. 
and it was like a harmlessness to him yeah yeah he yeah it was a disgusting little man <laughs> well and, you know it, 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 there's like the problem the difference between him and like let's say a comedian like dave Chappelle, right right or supposedly joe rogan is that or bill yeah, yeah. Maher, is that they try to come off serious yeah yeah yeah, Gilbert Gottfried would just shrug and just sort of shuffle away. Like, yeah, well, he, yeah, he was just... like a true comedian's comedian. He was and like, he, I don't think he ever tried to pull that bullshit of like, I'm going to say something serious, but then use a comedian excuse to get out of it. No, nah, he was more like, what was it, Ignatz and Crazy Cat, where he would just like throw bricks and shit, you know? Yeah, I, I have no idea what you just said. What? You don't know Ignatz and Crazy Cat? It was like some old 1920s cartoon where like the cat was in love with the mouse and the mouse would like lead the cat on and then like blindside it by throwing a brick at its head. I really don't know what that is. It sounds <laughs> familiar, but um, there's a great clip of him. I guess he did Celebrity Apprentice and someone played it where oh, Donald geez. Trump said something to him and he says, thank you, mein Fuhrer. <laughs> <laughs> this is years before obviously Trump ran for president and was a, and decided yeah, and was revealed a as a Nazi. Na- Nazi. Well, the, clip. the last, mean, oh, go ahead. No, that's, go ahead. What? The last time I saw Gilbert Gottfried, um, my wife watches these shows on TLC or, or whatever. And she used to watch a show all the time called Flea Market Flip. And the shtick is that these people go to a flea market, like in upstate Vermont or, you know, rural New York or whatever. And they buy like nonsense from a flea market. And then they like put a bird on it or they do something weird and they, they slip, they sell it. They flip the, the flea market product. They try to make it more than right. Yeah. And, and two teams compete against each other and whoever gets the most money wins. And anyway, Gilbert Gottfried was on one of these as like a celebrity flea market flipper. This was not that long ago. Dude looked like he was maybe three foot six and weighed like 40 pounds. He I looked, think he's been sick for several years now. Yeah. Like looking at recent pictures of him. And, I mean, the guy was 67. He wasn't. No, it's he not wasn't that old, old, but he wasn't young at all. I mean, he's an old man at that point. Well, he looked for, I remember just looking at him and being so struck. I mean, he, I heard him talk and I was like, that's Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> so what do you think? I have cancer? I don't know. You know, I, all the obituaries I read uh, just said like long, long time, long-term illness or something like that. I don't know. I mean, cancer would be a good guess. Cause he looked like he was just like, there's nothing there. Like he was yeah. a, a shell. Um so it's a, it's a shame, you know. I mean, he's he's. I think he's one of those last true, like I mean, I'm not say the last, but one of those like, kind of just real cartoonish uh, comedian characters. Yeah. Like, get a lot of those. Like, what's that guy's name? The guy who threw the confetti. Oh uh, yeah, kind of wax, little wax mustache. The, you know, like I know or, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Rip Taylor. Yeah, okay. or like uh, you know, like Buddy Hackett or any of these like, like like a real comedian, not really trying to be outside of that. He did some cartoon voices, you know. Like Yago was the biggest yep. thing. He did. Yeah. Um. Oh God, that awful remake. Want Will Smith? Oh yeah. Uh, they didn't even. They didn't bring him back to do the voice. They got like Alan Tudyk or something. I don't know. Yago <laughs> just did not wasn't as important of a character this time well um, you, you're right yeah. he was a bridge between like the old comedians like george burns and stuff like that and it was like just the, sticky like never it was, never and you never and you don't let go of the shtick 
you yeah. never you don't you don't try to like well study of comedy and right right you know, let me be let me sound important here right now with my cigar and uh, well yeah they all like joke to you now like he's a comedian he and, was a pre-generation x comedian like i think that the generation x comedians and after, i know i think i know what you mean yeah right. they, you they definitely 80s like but like kind of bled in and He's yeah, like a prom child. He's in like I forgot what other movie he was. He wasn't ironic at all. Like all modern comedians have some element of irony to him. There's no irony with him. He was just he was committed. Well, to that's why show. everyone took. I don't know. Did you see my cartoon I did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Dolly Parton. Thing. Yeah, well, I said, and everyone talks about the aristocrats joke, but the one thing I always remember from him was just the simplicity of his one dumb joke, where he was just like Dolly Parton, and he's holding like two like cooking sheets. Or okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, to describe Dolly Parton's uh, yes uh, uh, bosoms, and right. then he went and then he lowered the cooking sheets <laughs> and said Dolly Parton's grandmother, and it was it it worked. Yeah, it's comedy. You don't have to. It's like I get it. It's there. I get the joke. Breast drop. Right. <laughs> And uh, that's very funny, Gilbert. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, the flesh, uh, <laughs> aging flesh is hysterical. Very yeah. funny. Well, it does. I mean, it, it, it both, uh, yeah, it's tragedy plus time. It's <laughs> what it is. That's the def- nothing funnier. That's the definition of comedy tragedy plus right. time. So, uh, tragedy, yeah, <laughs> it's timing, <laughs> literally time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was actually generally upset. And let me tell you, we we lost some. Oh my God. Okay. So, Norm McDonald. Yep. Yeah. Bob Saget. Yep. Louis, Louis Anderson. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. And uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Only right. like a four month period. Some yeah. guy tweeted a picture who's like, and no joke, this guy I know they've seen on Twitter everything. It's from January. And he's like, freaking, he's like, Norm McDonald, Bob Sagalarius, and dead. That someone better make sure Gilbert Godfrey's okay. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I it's just and, like it's a funny thing. Like, it's a shame. It's like they're just entertainers, they're funny. Um and like I said, uh, one time I saw him walking, I was walking in New York City. Well, that's right. Gotta be like over two decades ago. I was with my friends and we were like midtown or something. And we're walking on the block and literally right next to us walking is Penn Jillette and Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. And not in their stage clothes. If, sure. I don't know what they're, Penn uh, not being in a suit or t- yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Gilbert probably just dressed the way he would have dressed anyway. I <laughs> right, saw him uh, on flea market flips, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going up, yeah. And people said <laughs> that, like, the joke is he had this voice, and like, was it a complete put on? Like, yeah, yeah. Or does he talk like this after? Right. Like, oh, oh, anyone have any tea with honey? <laughs> I did a full set, and I'm a little <laughs> sore right now. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, no, he sounded exactly like that. People yeah. like said that. I, it was all these people talking about like, he's like, hey, Penn, where do you want to go? I don't know. Right, right, right. I'm not even joking. I was like, holy shit, it's Gilbert Godfrey. And That's like, crazy. Walking. I'm like, didn't say anything to him. I'm like, we'll leave him alone. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're not in, uh, they're just dudes walking in the streets. You know? Yeah, they're off, off the clock. Random, 
What? They're, they're off, off the clock. clock. Yeah, they 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 don't have they didn't punch in at the uh Penn and Teller, or, I don't know, Gilbert Penn, St- Penn Station. That's where they at Penn Station. <laughs> That's where Penn was going. That's where he punches in. Oh, home office. <laughs> yep. Duh. <laughs> uh, all makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was like generally upset by this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, what else are we gonna talk about this week? I mean, well, I'm, I'm sure we got more uplifting things to talk we, about, right? We do. We we have um <laughs> We're going to talk about a series of kind of uh, shows we've been watching. We're going to talk about Moon Knight, uh, the series finale, uh, season finale of Severance, and uh, For All Mankind. You, you're almost done with the first season. Yeah. And that's a show I've been uh, really loving for a while. And then uh, and I guess which, the guy from Battlestar Galactica, the recent one, created, it is the recent series, which I never got into that. I didn't oh, I loved that. Loved it. I never got into it. Yep, it's the Battlestar. He he cut his bones, I think, on like Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, and really? okay. he did he did a lot of Star sense. Trek stuff, and um, but I heard. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk talk about that when we get to the four of mankind. Um, the uh, we're gonna talk about Greg Abbott and his uh, human trafficking ring that he's got going. Uh, we're gonna talk about Ron DeSantis uh, and his little fatherhood celebration. Um, we're talking about Ben Shapiro, yeah. uh, who's bozo, whose most recent attempt at destroying someone in debate went yeah, a little awry. <laughs> went a little awry. Um, we're talking about right wing Twitter, ghost guns, and then uh, on a, on a kind of a, a serious note, uh, a somber note, uh, the New York City shooting, which occurred was that was just yesterday, right? Uh, Subway shooting was. Yesterday they called yeah, it. Was today. Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. So that's that's um, the show. Yeah. I also oh you know what I forgot let's just talk about this real quick. Uh we talked about this last week. Elon Musk, uh, you know, they everyone free all oh, the right wingers oh, yeah. going nuts. Yeah. So he bought like nine. Well, he talked shit about Twitter, supposedly the value went down. And yep. then he because he has that power, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Decided, I'm gonna buy like I don't know. I think he bought like almost three billion worth of like, stock. So yeah, like ten percent or so. Almost ten percent, was... which made him the high—not a majority owner, but like the, the most owning the most. Yeah, I guess spread out. Right. And uh, there was all this talk about him going to be on the board. Right. And that I mean, he was uh, like making all these like all the right wingers were like, "Oh my god, yeah!" It's so funny because it's like. All these people do all the time is push their bullshit like uh app their yeah. twitter clone that never goes anywhere and at the end of the day they really just want to be on twitter and they wouldn't be able to control the conversation with their bullshit yeah. and they all want to be ben shapiro with a microphone yeah and they don't want anyone else to have a microphone yeah yeah so he i guess the the ceo current ceo which is not jack that guy left Right. Uh, he announced that Musk will not be on the board. Actually, like it was all this talk, right. and now it won't. Because a couple of things: one, if you're on the board, supposedly you can't own that more than fourteen percent. So that means if Elon wants to like try to become twenty percent owner, he can't. Right. He can't. Uh, also, you're not supposed to disparage the right. app on Twitter if you're yeah. one of the people who's main sole purpose is to talk about how great the act is and yeah how to improve it and here's this guy who spent 
a week talking shit about it and then bought it. And I'm sure, again, he has other uh, other shit to do. Or, right. You now he's got... Yeah, presumably. Yeah, he's got, uh, you know, it's going to take time to have him trolling. He's got taxes to dodge. He's got taxes to dodge. <laughs> he's got to troll people. He's got to take credit. I was going to make a joke and say that, like, he probably, like, was going to come out and claim that he created Twitter now. Yeah. And his, all right. his followers would say that. Or what they would say is, is that he's the one that made it profitable. He's the one he'll, you know, they'll give him some uh, credit. So it's kind of funny, like, how that just kind of happened and no one get and now it's like he gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, but it's he's probably like, what? <laughs> it's like, did you waste three billion dollars? I mean, three billion to him is like a yeah. hundred bucks. Or and something. Twitter's not going down on value. I mean, he could always sell it tomorrow for probably a profit or, or a very marginal loss. I heard a third reason that he didn't join, and and I don't know how true this is. I never really followed up on it. Was that to join the board you had to ha- you had to undergo a pretty extensive background check. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah. And that he wanted no part of that. You yeah. Know, so. I mean, like, I don't know what they would find on him. Probably taxes. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't think it'd be anything like terribly shocking or scandalous or anything like that, but I think it would be enough so that like, he just, he didn't want any part of that. So. Yeah. I, I only brought that up because I was like trying to find a tweet I said about, uh, Gottfried and I bumped into this, but I did I did find this one tweet that I said that was got a good reaction. Let me see yeah. if I can find it. It was uh let me see where is it? Well, okay, so Elon Musk, I retweet or retweeted a screenshot because someone had it. It's like, yeah, yeah. SpaceX launching satellite Doge One to the moon next year. <laughs> Mission paid for in Doge, first crypto in space. First meme in space to the moon. I wrote, <laughs> why does one of the richest people in the world tweet like a 14-year-old moron? Yeah, it's crazy. It apologies stunning. to 14-year-old morons. But like, it's bizarre. I mean, yeah. like, this is a guy who's supposed to be well-respected. You know, yep. I'll, listen, I'll give Jeff Bezos and Gates and all that. They don't do shit like this. No. They don't no. do shit like this. They're just rich assholes. And we know they're rich assholes. We don't think of them as like rock well, stars or anything like that. He, Elon Musk clearly has some weird Trump-like need to be admired. Like it's a it's a super. Deep I think it's just, years ago he would he would try to get like social credits by like saying like his company is going to do this and this and donate money to this, do this, yep. and then I think like he got exposed as being a liar and a grifter when yeah. like. The Thailand thing when he called the real yep. hero of the kids a freaking he he called him a pedo because yeah that's like no cutting edge right wing criticism that's cutting, what that's cutting edge right wing criticism he was just years to call ahead someone of the a pedo that's like yeah. that's like the class that's like every right winger now they just yeah. call you a pedo but <clears throat> he it's like he announced he wanted to get all the social credit for that and and like say like oh i created this like submarine that's gonna like (laughs) that will never get made in time won't get there in time the kids will be dead before they even and and it wouldn't even work and the guy who rescued them actually called him out on it and that's when he like a child called and i feel like once he did that i feel like all that shit was exposed and then like his company made flamethrowers yeah the boring company yeah yeah, like what? Why are you selling flamethrowers? It was like weird. It's like weird <laughs> shit. And then like the, then 
I think crypto just not crypto, um, COVID just outright exposed them for the yeah. that he is. Yeah. And that's it. I I I uh I think it, yeah, it's like he he doesn't he can't be the hero anymore. Or he people are starting to realize that. So he's yeah. like he's becoming the villain. It's like that cheesy line that people use in Dark Knight, like yeah, live along, yeah. be the live what is it like live long enough, you become the villain. Right. Yeah. You start as the hero, but if you, but stick, if you live like, long enough, you'll become the villain. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. And what I think mean. that's exactly what's going on here. But I think people just and and it's not even just that. It's like it's like my issue with like other people like think Chappelle and all that. It's like it's not you got to look at like who. Okay, not just look at what they say, but look who they attract yeah. and who is elevating or de-elevating. I'm exactly right. that. But like, look at, that's what I always say. Look at who, if Donald Trump Jr. is coming out in defense of you, you're a piece of you're, shit. Yeah, you've you're lost. You're trash, you're, you're garbage. You're exactly. Like, if he's, and, if, if, he's... and if you don't come out and say, listen, I may have said some things or whatever, people may <laughs> sure. not agree with me. And that's fine. But I will say this, I do not want any association with a living turd yeah. like Donald Trump Jr. I mean, like, if you don't come out and say that, then yeah. No, you should. You should be like, look, right, right, I may be a lot of things. However, uh, listen, I, I may be an intergalactical space <laughs> villain. Brian, it's a rain. Right. That's wrong. <laughs> just like war. It's just like, just like war, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what you got to say. You got to be like, listen, you know, I may have said some awful things, things like that. But yeah, I, I, not, I don't want to be associated with like Lauren Bober. Yeah, I'm gonna take a week off Twitter and rethink my life because Donald yeah, exactly. Trump Jr. I'm just gonna like... go away for a little while, reassess some things. Yeah, maybe make some donations to some groups and see where it all went wrong. See just, where uh... it did wrong because right now Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro, Lauren Bobert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tim Pool go... retweeted me twice today. That's just yeah. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump's stool retweeted me. Yeah. So, best tool, the very best tool, the best wow. poop. Well, um, there's something else I wanted to talk about. I like totally blanked on it. Mm. I don't know. I mean, yeah. all right, let's just go into right. uh, Moon Knight. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> well, Moon... so we're in the third episode of Moon Knight. Yeah, halfway halfway through the series. And uh, what do you think? What do you, think I, so far? you know, I did not. It's tough. I loved a lot of pieces of it. I loved the idea. I, like Oscar Isaac's great. I think he's consistently good in this. I like the supporting characters. I think they're all interesting. I like the idea that they're in Egypt and they show Egypt as kind of this like it's a mo- it's not like you know. So sometimes they I like make the it. credits, the music, and the credits. Yeah, the, I mean, but like, but overall, I'm like, man, there's just not a ton happening it's almost it's like they're telling too, a little bit right it's confusing they introduced all these like gods but they're like the avatars of gods yeah and like look a lot of people don't have like a super great familiarity with the egyptian gods you know like people get roman gods 
Greek gods, even Norse gods to an extent. Egyptian gods are a little tough for most people in the Western audience, I have to think. Um, I always like hearing about Horus because Horus is basically just Jesus. Yeah, it, it's, there's like the hawkhead god and there's a crocodile head god and then there's Isis and like... That's why um, I like my god simple and his, <laughs> he's the one that created Dianetics. Right, Elrond. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise. Well, I don't know. So like, look, I, I I didn't love it. And and I watched the whole thing. I'm going to rewatch it. But it feels like they're telling me what is happening rather than showing me what is happening. Yeah, and there and was that's... like this guy that like, I don't know, I meant to rewatch it. I'm going to have to rewatch it. But like, it begins with them in Egypt. And now it, there's some cool, all right, so there's some cool elements. We'll talk about that. Real oh, quick. yeah, yeah. So you're, you they kind of hinted at it already that there's a third personality. Right. Or and like right now it's been established that we have um Stephen Grant. Yep. Um what's the other guy's name again? The main Jeez. guy. Uh Steve, Mark Spector. Mark yeah, Spector. Mark Spector is the guy, he was previously up until now, he was like the, the tough guy. And the joke now is, is that like we were getting scenes where Mark Spector is in conflict, but he's blacking out, and we're seeing like dead bodies and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, well, we know that's not Steve Grant doing it, and it there has yep. to be another personality. And could it be uh Conchu just completely taking him over? Probably not. Conchu doesn't it wants Mark to or to do it, not him. He's not gonna mm-hmm. do it. Like right. He's not allowed to get too involved. Uh, that's why there's this thing earlier where he talks about like changing the stars from 2000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. But he's basically saying like, I'm defying the gods. I'm going to get in like a lot of trouble. And it's probably the last time you're going to see me. Yeah, he said, when Mark break. comes back, tell him to break me out or something. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of... Yeah, they turned him into a little uh, PVC figure in the end. Yeah. Uh, spoiler, sorry. But they established that there's clearly another personality. And we know, if you know anything about the comics, there are three personalities. There's uh, Mark Spector, Steve Grant, and there's uh, Jake, Jacob, Jake Lockley. Let me mm. see if I get that again. Um, Moon Knight... Yeah, Jake Lockley. Okay, yeah. Now, like I said, he's basically Moon Knight's guy in the street. He gathers information. Yeah. Moon Knight is a weird pastiche of Batman. He was always Marvel's kind of loosey-goosey pastiche of Batman. More Batman doesn't really have, like, yes, they always talk about the duality of Bruce Wayne and Batman. I'm like, no, they're the same person. Uh, Bruce Wayne's the cover. Right. Batman, you know. Uh, or like as it, Bill and Kill Bill would describe Superman, he tells okay. her in the end of the movie, he goes, Superman, that Clark Kent is Superman's disguise. It's not the other way around. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's wrong. <laughs> Clearly, Quentin Tarantino is a pre-infinite crisis, <laughs> crisis on Earth uh, DC fan. And doesn't understand yeah. that it, Clark is the guy, Superman is the character, is the disguise. Clark, Superman is Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got to deal with the cat real quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, it is weird. There are a lot of parallels between um, Moon Knight and Batman, and not the least of which, I guess I had never really thought about it before, but the Dark Knight and Moon Knight, there's kind of like even a similarity in the names, you know. 
Um, well, yeah, oh. Jake Jake Lockley is basically matches Malone. Yeah, matches Malone as Batman's like character goes to the bar and goes, "Hey, uh, right. what's like? What's the deal with this uh, Joker guy?" I'm Matches Malone. You can trust me. I'm not Bruce Wayne, and I'm not Batman. Well, some guy. Know. It's just this. The show feels like, uh, man, it does. If it, it feels like it's not building momentum, I guess is. is it's like I don't really know who the villain is. I yep. mean, I guess like, what's his face is the villain? Kind Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's Harlow. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harrow or Harrow. Well, they say um, like he's trying to like bring a uh, like bring to life some god, some deity. Yeah, and that god yeah. sounds terrible. So he is the bad guy. You know, the god, yeah. the god is like the pre-crime. I'll I'll kill people before they have a choice to do something bad. Um, well, it's like some alligator head god or something. Yeah, and... but like I'm not even. I mean, like. The way Moon Knight is presented, like, hey, we, we hardly even see Moon Knight. I mean, Moon Knight's been in the show. He for shows maybe. up. It's like the joke is Moon Knight is. It's like almost feel like I'm watching the Incredible Hulk show in the '70s, where yeah. the Hulk would show up for five for like three minutes. Bruce Banner would. I always know this about the Hulk. I remember as a kid, it was a formula, and it, it literally every episode, Hulk yeah. Bruce Banner returned to the Hulk one time in the before the second act yep yeah then he would turn to hulk in the third act every episode yeah and they're kind of like doing that where uh mark's moon knight shows up in the last 10 minutes of the episode yeah and it seems like every that's been the path well the first one he shows up for two seconds which was very effective and very right. cool oh but yeah the first one that's he, fine he shows up in this one for 10 seconds and for like he shows in the second episode again it's like the last 15 minutes and then this one like Again, the last 15 minutes. I do like the whole when Steve Grant takes over, and then now, it, it, and I just like that he has his own version of Moon. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. I, I don't again. I'm not really familiar with the comic currently because they they're, they're characters in there. And I don't know. And again, I think they changed the Steve Grant character around because they didn't want to associate too much with Batman. With Batman. But Steve Grant is supposed to be the billionaire finance, basically. Moon Knight's billionaire financer. Okay, sure. Is Steve Grant, and he's basically Bruce Wayne. Like he's not supposed to be some like. I could be wrong. Like I said, they might change things in the comics over the years. You know, yeah. Especially if they know they're making like a TV series or a movie, they'll alter things, they'll flip things around. Um, but yeah, he is literally like the Bruce Wayne character, and Mark Spector is like supposed to be the mercenary character. And Jake Lockley is supposed to be like the guy in the street. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that all makes sense. It's just like, it's it's a real disjointed show thus far. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like it just fine. Like I said, there's enough going for it to keep me around. Um, but uh, it's, it's slow going at times, I think. I'm hearing rumors that the fourth episode or the fourth and fifth episode was to have like some of the most amazing action scenes ever in like cool. TV supposedly like we'll see i don't yeah. know like i said i'm not like i don't hate on it like i i it's funny i think people are just getting marble fatigue it's it's so funny like all these like fans and stuff they want like they want like i want to see the new warriors on screen i want to see this on yeah, screen. yeah. i want to see this on screen and it's like it just shows you what a di- like how a different medium can be uh you know the problem is with marvel like you know, eventually, like they own the X Men. Yeah, 
you know, now Disney owns the X Men again because they bought Fox, and at some right. point we're going to get the X Men. But the problem is with Marvel is that you have repetitive characters, so each series of comic book would have like their Rocket Raccoon, yeah, or right. their um, they would have their kind of version of it. But when you bring that to the big screen or TV, mm-hmm. you get a different kind of audience because most people. Uh, they're going to be like, what, this guy's just like Rocket Raccoon or this guy's just yeah. like that. And you start seeing like repetition of, of different characters. You know, there's only so many characters and every right. character kind of serves a role on a team. Like I remember for years, I would read the X-Men comics and then there would be X-Factor and then there would be X-Force and there'd be these. Yep. And I would read them and I'm like, they're good. But like at the end of the day, there's still the same like seven, eight, character archetypes yeah that fulfill in each team but it works because it's like it's just a comic it's like yeah. eight a buck for it or now four bucks five bucks for it shit's expensive um but when you watch it on tv or in a movie people get like it's funny they can't help it they just get so much more critical you yeah. know like oh this guy's just like this or this guy's just like that so for years marvel de- developed all these characters and i think as these shows come out you're unfortunately gonna or when they bring the x-men right or fantastic four yep there's gonna be a little bit of a feeling of repetition yeah retire a character that you're not gonna really see anymore because they have these characters yeah Uh, yeah that's that's real true i think that people don't want to admit to it i think they have some fatigue there not me keep giving that to me (laughs) yeah like i said i i'm double that in my mouth i'm real glad for the content Like even Marvel Girl, no, is it Marvel? No, Miss Marvel's coming out. Yeah, and I'll I'll watch it, but I have a feeling that I'm not gonna really like that show. Why? Because I'm not a 15 year old girl. Yeah, and I feel like the show is gonna really be very young. I just feel like I saw the the trailer for it, Mm -hmm. and I have a feeling that this one you're gonna see a lot of these dudes are gonna trash the show. Yeah. And it's gonna be like, you know why? Because it's not for you. Yeah, that's not every not everything they make is for y- you. That's right. I'm talking to you, Joseph. <laughs> well, that is real true. I mean, and especially when you're trying to build like an empire of sorts, you know, or like a uh, in a in a perfect world, you will have good entry points for a lot of different people. You know, you it's should like- have parts of the Marvel universe that are accessible to younger people. Right, you know? and the, and they, you know what, Paul Rudd is not is in his fifties. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we could all claim that he looks young, but you know what, five ten years, it's gonna right. be a little harder when his face is all puffed because he got that weird plastic surgery to stay young. <laughs> he's got that weird. He looks like Rocky right. Dennis all of a sudden. Or when like his his cleaning person damages that painting, and then the oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and Florence is going to turn dust. Right, so, you know, we know how that ends. <laughs> yeah, we, that tragedy of Paul Rudd. Uh, written by, uh, what was it, Edgar Allan Poe? Uh, Oscar no, Wilde. Oscar Wilde wrote yeah. the tragedy of Paul Rudd, yeah. Um, but, like, Robert Downey Jr. knew when it was time to leave. Yeah, he's like, listen, you know what? I'm, like, getting older. It's going to, like... Mm-hmm. And we have to have younger people. And I just think, like, a lot of these dudes that watch... And the thing is, like, even though they've been making Marvel movies for decades, the real Marvel universe started in 2008. Yeah. With Iron Man. But I mean, 
that's already almost 15 years ago. It's crazy. Next year, it'll be 15 years ago. And people age, people, and the problem is comics don't. Right. You can, you can do whatever you want. You can rebrand them. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I was reading Cable. I, I always liked the Cable. Com- cable was like this character from X-Men. Very confusing character. And I remember really being into it. And I liked that he was kind of like a Nick Fury type character in the X-Men universe. And then one day they decided, oh, no, he's not an old man. He's 35. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? He's got white hair. He had wrinkles. I'm like, dude's like in his 50s. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's like, no, we got to make him younger because like. You know, right, then, yeah. but you can do that in comics. Can't really yeah. do that in the movies. People start to get they get annoyed. Right, the one reason, like what happened? Yeah, it, you have to like explain too much. You have to over-explain it, and I love it. People don't they don't want to admit to that. They don't want to, like they don't want to admit the fact that comics you can get away with murder. Literally, you can yeah. flip the script. You can change the story. You can change the costume. You can do whatever you want. You can have the same fucking battle over and over every month, mm-hmm. and people don't complain. Movies and TV can't fucking do that. Yeah, you can't fucking do that. And I think that's there's just gonna be this Marvel fatigue. Um, yeah, last thing. Yeah. I was like in some like comic forum. This guy once in a while, somebody like a chud will try to come through, sure. and he was like attacking uh, DC. DC putting out this Pride comic book. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, lesbian Pride comic book with their characters. Of course, he's trash and all these dudes some of these assholes are trash and i'm like you know what this is not for you right <laughs> don't buy it yeah that's it's just a special like it was just a special it's not like all of a sudden you're reading batman right and now they're doing that this like, is batman's new sidekick that's going to be in every episode or every yeah every no, this is literally just one shot yeah and guess what it's not for you or are you nervous like you're gonna go buy it you're, right you're, curious you know does it does it it, does it scare you like it's not for you you're not the market they it's a publishing company they make lots of different things it's kind of funny actually a lot of these published companies because i go back and i buy like old comic books and i'll look through like the bins and i'll see all marvel and dc man they they used to put out way more shit back in the day yeah they had romance comics (laughs) comics like sports Oh yeah, yeah. They had like their attempt at the funnies. Yeah, I never even heard of this shit. Stuff from like early seventies. I'm like looking at it, it like Wilbur. I'm like, what the fuck is Wilbur? I don't remember Wilbur. I used to, yeah. I when I was a kid, my parents, as my allowance, would let me go and you know get my allowance in comic books. And when you were that age, they were only ten cents each. They were right? a quarter each. I, if I remember well, right, they were a quarter yeah, they each. Quarterback. I mean, Seriously, fucking like seventy four. Yeah. I mean, I I was a real young kid. I still lived up in New Jersey. I was in like first grade, maybe. So yeah, it was like 74 or whatever. And you get four comics for a dollar, like regular issues. And then like every once in a while, they'd bust out the the big, thick, double-sized issues for 50 cents. It was like that for years before they went up to 35 cents. And I used to buy like all sorts of random bullshit because I'd go there and there'd be a rack in the 7-Eleven and I'd get like you know, a Batman, a Flash, maybe, you know, a Shazam or something, and then a random book, you know, one that, and like so many of those were like just so gobbers, goobers. They were just weird. <laughs> mostly, I, mostly. I think, goobers. I think they, um, <laughs> Beetle Bailey had a book for a while, I think, oh, and like just like random 
Oh, man, what is Beetle Bailey up to now? This time? <laughs> Sexually harassing Miss Buxley over and over Buxley. again. <laughs> Great name. Great name. I don't know what they're implying. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like that Beetle Bailey's like kind of just like a stoner. Yeah. He was like the Dobie, and, the Maynard G. Krabs of the army. He was like and that no good sergeant that was just, you know, trying to do his job right. Yeah. Now. Sergeant Snorkel. Yeah. Well, anyway, all right. So that's yes, we we can move on move on to severance now, I suppose. <laughs> we, what are you talking to, about? We're gonna talk about Miss Buxley and <laughs> the Wizard of Id. The Wizard of Id, yeah, yeah. Lockhorns. Yeah. What was the one comic where the guy was like a spousal abuser? Um, Archie, Archie, no, ah, Andy no. Cap. Handicap, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember, like, he's just some drunk. I think his wife hit him with a frying pan or something. Yeah, flow. I just um, remember, though, like, handicapped hot fries. Hot fries, yeah, they were good. Put an handicap on them. Yeah. I think, I think, <laughs> like, I think, so um, wasn't Homer, didn't Homer Simpson, like, wasn't that an episode of The Simpsons where he was reading the comics? He's like, oh, handicap, you, like, <laughs> spousal abusing. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, all right. So um you got a spousal abusing. Yeah. Well, Severn, the, the last uh episode of Severance um aired Friday. You and I both watched it for uh for oh Thursday. Was it Thursday it came out? Came out early, I think. Anyway, we, yeah, we it watched came out it. early. I mean it came out a day earlier, yeah, last yeah. week. And it was amazing. I that was like kind of a rare tv show where i thought every episode was pretty perfect in every way i, I can't better this... than moon Knight. <laughs> i well i honestly i can't think of anything i would change or had any criticisms of severance i mean the only was... thing i would criticize is that i would like to know more yeah well yeah. <laughs> it was just so pitch perfect you know what i mean like every so we talked about it the series last week yes we didn't have last episode so we can go back i was right yeah 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 about how but not 100 i just said she was an important person i didn't say i didn't think she was gonna be the daughter i thought all those people were dead or they were like made up remember they showed like the wax yeah. but then they actually you get to see him the lumen guy her dad right. and he's alive you know and and um it was revealed that she's like the daughter. Mm-hmm. The theory, my theory was that she is secretly repulsed by it. That's why she wants to kill herself. Other, yeah. I saw other theories that she is against it. She is outright against it, but she did it to appease her dad or whatever, right? As a favor or whatever. And the theory is, is that like. Like she went there really under to undercover to destroy it. Yeah, to undermine it. And that she was gonna reveal it anyway, that it was bad. Because the thing about the severance thing, it's crazy, is they have more insidious, it's not just gonna be used in this company, it's there's more insidious to it. I mean, it's like I mean, it's kind of funny. It is like a black mirror thing where it's kind of like parable or just on like what's going on in the real world. Yeah. I mean, you can almost say that, like, the severance thing, it's like, yeah, they do this thing for this office, but they have grander plans where they're going to use right. the severance for other things. Like, you find out that the set, the pro-severance um, senator, senator yep, yeah, wife gave birth, and she literally outsourced her, her 
pregnancy or her major labor part to a severance. It's like she yeah. literally outsourced herself. It's the weirdest thing. It's it like is. She you, like created a part of herself to experience that and then killed that part of herself. It's weird how you like it allows you to create an underclass within yourself. Yeah. Which is kind of what that is. It's a literal underclass of yeah. You you exploit it's just so crazy. I mean, it, it works as a great sci-fi show. I mean, like you don't have to think, you don't have to think hard to enjoy it if you don't want to, but there's so much there that talk it talks about class and work and labor and capitalism. Yeah. yeah, it's bizarre because it's like you have Christopher Walken last at in the episode, one of the last episodes when his character's retiring and the Christopher Walken character and the real world giving it and it's like he give a shit. No, it's he really didn't care. odd. Like like I'm, the one thing is like I don't think I could ever do a seventh cent. Because I would just think about all day what the fuck I was doing in there. Yeah, me too. Me did too. You, like you have to have a specific like what did you think like Unless they do something that makes you not think, like when you go through the elevator, you just don't care. Like they do some, they give you some kind of like opiate or something that makes you yeah. like. They, well, especially like because these... sometimes they come home with bruises or they they come home with like, you know, like in, inexplicable things. You know, I mean, like yeah, I, that takes a little suspension of disbelief. For sure, I would just, I would think about it all fucking day. I wouldn't be able to remove myself and be yeah. like, like, oh wait, I get to kind of like not really work. I just send myself in there and then I come out eight hours later, not even like well rested, I guess, not even or yeah. whatever. And like, I don't know, like, what if like your severance is eating like shit? Yeah, and, <laughs> you well, know, it's, like, it's like, crazy. I'm trying to lose weight, but eight, eight hours a day, there's this guy snacking all day. No, because they limit what they can eat. Remember, you get to choose two. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two snacks from the vending well, I, machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and they all suck. It's like gingered raisins and like, ugh. yeah, that's not bad. Maybe though, if that's all you're eating, that's yes. Um. So there's some other fun. I watched some like theory things. And, yep. So one of the big things in that episode is there's the uh, reading party for her, his brother-in-law's yeah, book. Yeah, reckon. I, I forgot. I meant to talk about it last week. I don't know if we talked about it. Maybe Tommy, mm-hmm. but like the book makes it into the building and yes. the people read it. And because the these versions of themselves have, they're like babies. They're yeah. children in a way. Like you said, like Dylan acts like a child. Like he bites Wait, when he's mad. He bites <laughs> and like he, everything is all like, but it's all reward based. It's like, <clears throat> and they're basically playing a video game all day, like yeah. the work they're doing. So like, but they get this book makes it in, and it's so profound to them. It's like <laughs> this thought, like, and it's just a cheesy book. There's like nothing new really in it, and it's funny because the mark in the. Uh, in the real world, in the real, real world, this cat. <laughs> Since we're moving, this cat is going crazy. He keeps trying to break into the the, the bedroom. Huh? Wife is sleeping right now. I'm in the office. Yeah. Every night, this fucking cat knocks on our door. He sometimes gets in. He like breaks in somehow, and wow. he just hits on my wife's head. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> He's like killing me. Like I hate him. I want to kill him. Yeah, I don't care how adorable he yeah. is. <laughs> a fluffy and 
mushy and funny is. I don't care. He's mm-hmm. a bastard. He's killing and me. Cats are dicks. They are. Cats? Or why do people have cats? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That's Unless a good question. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like they basically tell you every day, like, I'm not really a pet. Yeah. The <laughs> dogs are like, you know, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. But like cats, like, I'm going to do what I fucking want right now. Right. And uh, I'm going to sit on you and you're going to pet me. (laughs) But then I might bite you. Yeah, for sure. Tell you I'm leaving now. Uh, Only somebody had the funniest tweet the other day. It said (laughs) that like cats would totally do pyramid schemes and dogs (laughs) would fall for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent true. That is true. Buddy is trying to sell me these NFTs, <laughs> which you know, Buddy, it, cats are like the Audi, and dogs are the English. yeah. Well, it Let's is bring it back to the show. Yeah, it is. It is real. It was just such a perfect show, and they well, set up a season two nicely. Oh, there's a big cliffhanger in the end, but like, there's other things though that. I saw this theory thing or whatever it was like on Screen Crush, whatever. But basically, there's people at these book reading. And oh you yeah, saw yeah. Them in other episodes like Becky and I forgot the guy's name. They act really weird. They're like, very weird. They're very like. They're almost like the people in the office. They, <clears throat> yeah. The way they react to the book, like when they're talking, sitting around talking about World War Two, and the guy's like didn't realize like oh there would be a world war one right <laughs> like it would it wasn't called world war one because there wasn't a world war two like there's like but like remember when the baby he thought the baby was taken yeah yeah and the guy's like one guy i'm the one that him. found it i'm the one that found it which there are people who do that kind of stuff but i think they were trying to point out that these people on the outside actually are the severed personality that yeah they, that they their severed personality took over or whatever. And that's why they're like, they're, they flock to this book. Cause like, they don't, they're like kids. They don't really know much. They don't yeah. Much. They don't have any enough like experiences. It does seem, it, it seems noticeable enough that they, the, the people making the show want us to know that, you know, they, they want us to think, well, they're oh, showing these people something- are weird. A little off now there's people like that especially yeah but there's a lot of them like that in the show it's it's yeah. like it's not like one character there's that one woman who changes her name to like rebecca yeah that's the one she, i'm talking about yeah yeah okay yeah and then well then there's the guy who found the, the baby and yep. then there's a couple i mean there's enough of them so it's like okay a all these people are interested in rickon's really shitty book and they take it real seriously they and go, b yeah. they've they talk unusual and they act unusual. So yeah, it does seem like they are the brother-in-law, like the guy wrote the book when he he talks to Mark and the Mark personality took over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The severed Mark personality. You tell, you want to talk about how the book was, how good it is. The guy's like, are you fucking with me? Cause Mark was like a college professor before he he taught history. Yeah. Yeah. And you learned some other things. They did. You did learn some stuff about the, the wife you find out in the seventh episode in the or ninth what was it eighth episode i guess so many episodes yeah. were nine i don't know uh the big cliffhanger the second to last episode was the ripped up photo and he found out that that woman in the photo his wife is the therapist yes in lumen 
you find out though in the eighth episode that she's being fired and basically being like terminated and that she says like she's only been alive for like 110 hours yeah something like that she was telling her like the best day she had was when um she got to watch Ellie for eight hours that's yeah. like the longest she was alive too like yeah and the theories going around is that her his wife is dead yeah i've heard that because she goes off to the uh where i guess the people go to die or yeah. wait when they retire them retire their personality mm-hmm. um it's a little confusing about that like wait I- like have she's you, not a zombie. Like, have you, well, have you heard that she theory? In a coma? Maybe she's brain dead. Like, what? Have you heard that theory that Mark was driving the car that killed his wife? Well, that, I thought that was implied because Heli says something. Yeah, so I don't. You do see the Audi version of Heli. Uh, it's kind of funny her name's Heli because they're in hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you see the outer version of Hel- Helen, I guess. Yeah in the first episode and she makes a comment to mark saying like be careful it's icy see i always thought that it was like a single drive like she just ran off the road and got killed herself i didn't realize that mark was well they also mark's inner any uh was sculpting the tree that supposedly in that one therapy session he was sculpting the tree yeah that the car wrapped around right yeah right so that's why i said there's like that whole subconscious like how it's leaking through Irv with the painting literally leaking in the painting but yeah. how the the imagery like you said that Irv's probably have had the John Turturro character that he's probably had multiple innies like he's had that so he he subconsciously have seen that hallway where the any personality expires and it was replaced by a new one because he worked for the company for like nine years or something like that. Yeah. And he was in this one department for two or three years or something. It's weird. And in the finale, you get the feeling that Irv, the the Alti Irv, knows a lot about what goes on inside. That maybe right, he's retaining like, some memories or. Well, so the big cliffhanger in the end of the, seven, the last second to last episode also is Dylan stays behind. And holds the two switches to, so that the outer personality, the inner personality is on the outside. And it was great. Like Mark's character doesn't know where anything is. They're right. in you know, his office and now he's at this party and he has to kind of pretend like he doesn't really, like he thinks that he's not sure if that woman is his wife or he finds that's his sister. He doesn't know. Yeah. He has no idea. And that's what's so crazy about it. And then Irv's just home i guess right he was just home yeah uh, and then helen at the party and which is where it's revealed that she's the head Lumen of an heiress or something there's that yeah it's almost like the walton family Walmart yeah family. very similar vibes to that um and then there's the whole the, like i said the senator's wife and she doesn't remember anything to do with like the pregnancy or something yep. and it's implied basically that yeah she used the severance like I said, it's so weird that they're creating and they're literally outsourcing yourself. It's such yeah. an odd, like you're you're literally creating an underclass within your own, literally your own body. It's bizarre. Yeah. And they're also showing that Lumen is they're gonna 
probably try to sell this to the military. This is a great yeah. way to like get people who, so you don't have PTSD, but you also get soldiers that don't question anything either. Yeah. Know, that don't go away, that won't, that really won't question anything. But, that was basically the plot of that show, Home, uh, the podcast, and then the show Homecoming. Oh, remember? I remember that. Yeah, that was a good show where yeah. they, they basically there was that drug where everyone forgets everything. Yeah. And then and at they the end get... of that, the second season, like they show everyone in the company literally forgot. Yeah. They don't have any memories. That was, that was good. Well, Julie, I think it was solid. Was the first season. Yep. Yeah. The podcast itself was great. Uh, I don't know yeah. if they're going to make a third season. They took some time between those first two. So I don't yeah. know. COVID kind of like slowed the shit down on things. Like Barry's finally coming out. It's like Barry. Right, right. Three. It's like, I, I feel like the last one came out like three years ago. But um, well, this was there. Uh, and so, oh, go ahead. What? This show, I mean, like, there's so much here. And like, I, I don't want to say, oh, it's like this show and it's like that show because Severance is really original. It's not it's not like it's copying any of these shows, but it seems like that you definitely see parts of like, actually both Jordan Peele's um, Us and uh, Get Out are kind of both in here. Yeah, you know? definitely like a lot of vibes to that, but like, the herb thing too is interesting because it's like they imply that like well one I got a little confused I realized like oh yeah though that's just like his dad was in yeah the army. right right look at that's his dad was in World War II and he was looking through his stuff but I think they also imply that he might have been in the military as well I think he was yeah some medals and like those might have been his medals and not and it was also kind of interesting too because it's like the innies when they're there they're told like if they do good and something like that 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 character you find out is mark's wife really she will reveal things about the audi yeah right (laughs) it's very they romanticize things about the addy audi or they outright lie and yeah like oh my audi's this it's a very important person and the earth one was like he's just some guy clearly lives alone has an old dog probably keeps himself doesn't really you know and there is a funny line though. I was like looking back. There's a part where she says you're you're good with like radar, and then you find out that's the name of the dog. Oh yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. I, I but they don't say that. radar's a dog. You find out right. later when he looks at the bag and it says radar. Yeah. <laughs> He's good with radar. The dog. Well, that's, He's good with it. that's another example. Like every every line in this show is like intentional. There's no. Like, no, every yeah, it is. It reminds me of two like Breaking Bad. I thought Breaking Bad was one of those great yeah. shows where like I mean, there's some dumb shit with like the wife and that guy. Like the, sure, there. I always say that's like the weird. That's the only time they did something like a little too much. Like, but the show is super tight. Like it, it, it is. It, it had everything work together. Now I'm sure if you went back and looked, there's some flaws, and I'm sure again if the show's on for a couple of years, there'll be some flaws. Yeah, yeah. as a as a one season. It is like a perfect season. Yeah, it really it is. is. <laughs> it is like my only fear about this show now, because it's a hit. Yeah. Or a hit for Apple or whatever. Sure. I mean, uh, critically, and people are very excited about it. I heard that the for the season finale, nearly 400 people watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is gangbusters because only usually 25 people. Yeah. So, Apple. Yeah. I don't know what Apple 
Apple TVs. Uh, I think people don't realize like it's a thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the problem with app these app yeah. things. Like everyone knows what Netflix is. We kind of know what Disney Plus is. We kind of know what Amazon Prime is. Right. But like the, Paramount or like Hulu. Apple. Yeah. You know, people know what Hulu. It's been around a long time. But like, you start getting into like these, and then it's like Apple TV. You're like, is that a thing? Like, is it yeah. confusing? Well, I yeah, I think some people just assume it's like a Roku device, you know, not necessarily yeah. original programming. But um, well, what was your fear with this? My uh, fear is that because it's to do well, that they're gonna drag it out and yeah. they're not gonna explain certain shit. And it's like, you know what? No, what? I'm sorry. Next season, just explain thing about the wife. Yeah, don't let that drag around. Explain it. I'd rather that can explain, and then they can expand on the whole set yeah. and introduce new characters and introduce. I want them to explain shit. This is my theory. I have a theory on Dylan. Yeah. How he ended up in there. Because you don't see his out. You only saw his Audi for that one second. Right. The, yeah. The guy, I forgot his name. The guy who's like the liaison person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you find out he has kids. And then you find out later that he has actually two more kids. Right. My theory is that he, you find out that he was like an overworked dad. And he was never home. Probably brought the work home, was probably mean to his kids mm. and all this stuff. And they talked, and that's why they like or like agreed, like, do the severance thing. This is gonna be the best thing to happen to you. Yeah, you won't bring your work home, you'll still be able to provide your family. You come home, you get to be, and then you're home, you get to be this great dad, right? And like, and I that's my theory about that. Like, he was just some guy who's like over, like an overworked jerk, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be my my fear with the second season is that they will reset everything and oh uh, yeah, you know, I know what I mean? Oh, like all the personalities get because they could do that. They could yeah. reset them, right? Like Mark would wake up on the table and it would be him instead of Helly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that would be frustrating. But or maybe it'd be great because like. This is like the show we're going to talk about next. This is a show where if you just explain to me the premise, I'd be like, yeah, it sounds clever. But like, I don't know that I'd be thrilled about it. Uh, and it well, turns out this is probably my favorite show in recent memory. It's just, it's a really great show. Other great things, details picked up. The, uh, what's the guy's name? The liaison guy. Is it Melchek? Is it? Yeah, Melchick? I think so. Yeah. He's always taking photos all yeah. the time. Yeah. Can you get to smile? And then you find out because there's this big party and they want to show how great right severance is and they show her smiling in pictures or trying to have parties all the time more than normal because they planned on uh you know promoting right severance is something for everyone yeah Yeah. and like when she's talking and she's like i like to see helly as my sister my sister like so weird and it's like I, again, it's that's like the craziest part of the show is that like just the idea of like because outsourcing is a real thing, right? There's an underclass, and that's a real thing in our society. But everyone gets to kind of be their own little outsource machine. Yeah, everyone goes. Let's like the thing I had like with issues with like NFTs and like that. So I can remember what's his face had a great. I don't know. It was like the guy from. Ooh, who said it? Was it? I'm trying to think. It wasn't the guy. I'm trying to think of what musician came out against them, and he said that it's like oh, yeah. artists, like little capitalist machines and like 
little like polluters and like yeah i you're right there was someone recently and i forget who it was um, wasn't like the guy from, wasn't what's his face boingo boingo was it <laughs> i don't think so i want to say it was like a guy from pink floyd or something like Roger i don't know Waters. I don't, it, was, it was someone yeah he, he had a good point yeah. uh before we get into moon Knight, though did you see uh this is probably one of the greatest things because I we've talked about it. I can't fucking stand them. I hate NFTs. Yeah, yeah. They're a fucking abomination. On uh, Jack Dorsey's first tweet, NFT went on sale forty eight million dollars. Wow. Oh, hold on. It ended with a top bid of just two hundred and eighty bucks. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Crypto entrepreneur Sina Estavi bought Twitter founder Jack Dorsey's first ever tweet as an NFT for $2.9 million last year. I remember that. Oh. That's when you were like, yeah. oh, mine sold $6 million. Like, you know, this was like people. So right, right. it was like all this bullshit. He listed the NFT for sale again at $48 million last week. <laughs> and the top bid was 280 bucks. Nice. Classic. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a sign of a healthy market right yeah right <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. i i that had me i thought that was funny yeah uh moon knight i don't know we oh no uh for all mankind for all mankind that is another Speaking apple tv, TV show for all yeah. Mankind. <laughs> yeah i you brought this up you said that you said this was a really good show i started watching it i'm almost done with the first season mm-hmm um, for All Mankind is a show on Apple TV, yep. which is a real app. Yep. Uh, you can, if you have a smart TV, you can probably download it. If you have an Apple product, you can probably get it free for a little bit if you just bought one. And it's only like five bucks <coughs> a month. I mean, it's, it's right. one of the cheaper streaming services. Well, they only have so much content. I True. mean, like once I'm done with For All Mankind. Oh, you got to get on Schmigadoon. Yeah, crap about Schmigadoon. I can live without seeing Schmigadoon. I'm seeing on lots of things. Yeah. Um, this show is great. It's from the guy who did Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Hey, I just want to make sure. I don't want losing it. Did we tell everybody what we were going to talk about this week? Yes. Yes, like, we did at the the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make After sure. After Gilbert like Godfrey we went over yeah. it before me and him before we talked about it. I know we started about Gilbert Godfrey. Okay. So for all mankind is this amazing show about like it's a, a kind of like a what if series yeah a real world what if series so basically you know supposedly we went to the moon <laughs> so the beginning of the show has a great stinger yeah. where it's about the moon landing and then all of a sudden a guy lands on the moon but he's speaking russian yeah talking about this is for like marxism this is for this Mm-hmm. And then you find out that basically the United States blew it and that Russia got to the moon first. Yeah. Probably it's a bunch same. of bunch Pretty of like ass- what? It's like a bunch of astronauts at a bar in Houston watching. This you find happen. out, yeah, you find out that those guys were supposed to be there. Yeah. And then the whole episode it, it just changes everything. Yeah. And now the United States is like freaking out. They're like we have if we're gonna be this world power or anything like that we can't have russia you know especially with communism and all that stuff um but it just shows like it, it's almost like a game changer and i haven't seen the second season mm-hmm. and the third season coming out but from what i'm watching there's almost like a, a, a from a progressive movement 
it yeah. works out in that favor because the space program had a lot to do with uh like you said it was like big government programs it elevated a lot of people it gave it helped the uh it, in real world it helped the mm -hmm. uh equal rights yeah it, helped, it just uh, it helped with science and technology and uh we don't really have that anymore you know there's still an essence of the gap but we kind of allowed like spacex to kind of take over we allowed like jeff bezos's dick ships to go no, on it's it's like we got tang and then they were like that's a wrap you know we got tang, we, dude. <laughs> we, got, we did it we did it we've we've powdered oranges so no need to <laughs> what else is there Clearly, this was the final frontier. This is the grail. Uh, <laughs> it's it holds up well. Um, yeah, this is another <laughs> show where like from the early 80s, yeah. if, you age. if you explained to me this show, what I what I read about the show, I was real excited. A, a new Ronald Moore series. I, I loved all his previous stuff. I read the the synopsis and I was like, eh, I don't I don't know if this is gonna be good. It didn't sound good. But it's amazing. It's so yeah. good, and the, the so much work went into, like the, they drive the cars of the day, the the housing. And oh yeah, the, it's the, very well done in that. Like, doesn't look cheap. All the government now. buildings look like nineteen seventies government buildings, and yeah. it's just great. And they they weave in archival footage. Yep. And it's done in a way that when you're done watching a show, you feel like it all happened and it's yeah. depressing because none of this <laughs> happened. So because of, because Russia gets there first, it just changes the entire course of the United States history. It, it, it just repels us socially, economically. Yep. Uh, it, there's like so much more opportunity in there. It, it pushes the women's movement because in the end of like the first or second episode, it's revealed they go. Well, so the first episode involves getting uh unites america to the moon yeah and they do they have like a really hard time they almost die they get yeah, them yeah. and they land but then shortly after they land russia sends a woman to uh, space well, well yeah that's the big reveal is a, a helmet opens and it's a woman and everyone's like oh shit now we have to have a woman in space and yeah it just changes everything because it's like you see like women in america even though she's this Dirty commie. Uh, yeah. This isn't Putin's Russia, first of all. This is, right. this is uh, pre, you know, Berlin Wall. Um, and they, the women are like, this is like a great moment for women. I mean, yeah. like, and now the United States has to, and it just like all the sexism involved and everything. And it just elevates and changes everything and yeah. like changes history. The Vietnam War ends yeah. because. They need to take that money and put the resources to elevate the space program. Yeah. It's, like, it's all of a sudden they were like, well, this was a stupid war anyway. It so, is crazy. It, it, then, go ahead. I mean, like it's not, I mean, it is science fiction, but like, it's not like all of a sudden, like, oh, we have laser guns, right? It's also grounded in what really could have happened. You know, yeah. I think that's what it, you're talking about. It's, right, it, it feels not, so real. It elevates, but it's not like stupid. They're not like, yeah, they're not like have laser guns or anything right. like, that. like it. They develop a moon base. Spoilers. They develop a moon base. Yeah. Like in 1974. But it's a very small one. It's kind of janky. It's, I mean, like, it's it's what you would imagine a moon base would have looked like. Right. You know? But the fact is that it's there. 
but it's and there. The moon, and they live by the moon and they go to an area of the moon that we, I don't even think we have ever actually even been to. Right. And that's where like they send the first woman and the woman is, uh, you find out these are based on real people supposedly. And this woman yeah. is based on a real astronaut. And I guess that woman who dies was based on a real woman that died. Like oh, okay. history and everything like that. How she died might have been different, but I think this woman supposedly died from a like a space test or like a test yeah, yeah. Lab or whatever. Um, they were people that were um, there was a bunch of women in the space program in like the early sixties that got sidelined and supposedly had a lot to do with like I don't know it was like John Glenn or something it was like a huge sexist like a real misogynist yeah. was it John Glenn or was it uh, I don't know but I mean I'll, I'll believe they that it up. they said like really got sidelined by uh but there was these women astronauts and they get elevated like they were like out of service for like 10 years and because right. russia sent a woman for you know they were like now they brought them back and they brought these other new women in there's like one of the astronauts has a wife who yeah like, there's a lot of i'm not gonna go into all those details they, but i mean there are soapy elements to it but they're yeah, like it's still a tv show yeah but but, but they're done well and yeah, it's done well. Everyone's really good in it. Uh, I'm trying to think like anyone. The guy who leads it, I've seen that guy in True Blood. He's been in tons of shows. Well, the he guy, was in Suicide Squad. No, most okay, recently. no, no. You're thinking of the guy who goes in the moon base is the guy from Suicide. He's Rick yes. Flagg, and he was also in the failed RoboCop. Reboot. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's Who's good. You? I mean, he's great in stuff I've seen him in. Uh, I'm talking about like the guy who's like runs it, uh, one of the leads. Oh, yeah. He's from um, like True Bloods, the balding guy. Yeah, the older he ends up guy. Going yeah. to, he ends up going to space later anyway. Right. Uh, it, it just changed. It just like everyone now has got a chance to go to the moon. Everyone's like, there's all this expansion now. They're like, we have to have a base before, before the Russians do. And it's funny because it's like, there's that military aspect, but there's also like that aspect of like, discovery and like yeah. we talk about that too but like there's a scientist uh, operation paperclip which is a bunch of nazi scientists were brought yeah. in they bring it up the guy lived in alabama wasn't there like in history <laughs> a town in alabama where all these nazis lived ex-nazis yeah. lived like literally and this guy lived there and but there's this woman that he like mentors and you find you know he's like Listen, I'm a scientist. You know, he tried to like downplay his. Mm -hmm. He wasn't killing people in the camp, but right, like, hey, dude, you're still associated. You know, you can't. Uh, there's all the politics, like, cause Chappaquiddick doesn't happen because there's another incident in history. So Ted Kennedy doesn't attend this party in Chappaquiddick, so that means he doesn't. There's that woman that right, Mary Joe yeah, she doesn't get killed. Yep, he gets to run for president, and he clobbers Nixon. Yeah. And this is a great thing too, because I guess Nixon still tried to steal from him. Nixon is removed from office as yeah. well. <laughs> and Kennedy tells him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh pardon you. And Richard Nixon's like, I'm gonna pardon me. You shit. I'll kill you. <laughs> Ted Kennedy's like, all right, I'm gonna pardon you. Yeah. It was I'll it's just like you fucking piece of shit. I will kill you. <laughs> it is so <laughs> great. Like, when when you're watching it or when I was watching it, like some things like Ted Kennedy becoming president, clearly, you know, immediately like, oh yeah, that never happened, but that is an interesting one. Yeah, they're pushing in another equal rights bill. Like, but some yeah. of the stuff I had to go back and like, well, did that happen? Because there's enough in there that really did happen 
And well, Ted Kennedy never became president. Well, right. But there's enough stuff in there where, like, yes, yeah, some of this did happen. Um, but and if Chappaquiddick didn't happen, he probably right. would have been president. True. Yeah. And then the further now, I've seen season two, and the further <laughs> into, I, I, yeah, but the further into it you get i mean again it's still real grounded but like you start to see exponentially how all these changes play out which is real interesting well me and um, you talked about the we talked a little about the show before we started doing the podcast uh, episode and i brought up like you see the competition in a way between the soviets yeah. and the united states and like trying to outdo each other and you know you had that and then up to like you know, the Berlin Wall falling, the Soviet Union mm-hmm. crumbling. The United States didn't really have that competition anymore. Right. Because you don't have that competition. Start to... Mm, just, mm-hmm. You need that competition. That's what drives everything. I, mean, I was bringing up the, the wrestling analogy. Yeah, yeah. A, was, I remember back in the late 90s, you know, friends would watch WWF and WCW Monday Night Wars because they literally were like, it was their competition. And then Vince eventually WCW failed. That Vince McMahon bought him, and wrestling went downhill fast. Yeah. They didn't have that competition, that drive. And I think the United States. I mean, I mean, what do we have now? Right. We just have old. We have billionaires that like we like gave up on the space program in a way. I mean, they're still a NASA, but like a lot of it's been like it's, it's been gutted. It's, it's been gutted and it seems like well they you know, you say reagan a lot to do with it yeah reagan and uh the loss of the soviet union as a competitor and then the challenger the challenge i think the challenger disaster took the appetite away from a lot of it's people. just interesting that the united states gets to the moon we go there i guess a couple of times yeah. and we never do anything with it and it's like it's funny that because the russians go there first it drives everything and it makes everyone like, well, you know, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to have a base. And they're like, well, we have to have a base, but have a source of water of some kind. They find the water. That's why they were able to get the base going. Yeah. But like, it's just crazy that that's what it took. Yeah. And because Russia gets there first in this alternate reality, women, women's movement or the women equal rights. Mm-hmm. For every for people, there's like they talk about like there's this gay woman, there's this gay people in it, and they have yeah, to yeah. hide. You still have that element. There's like progress doesn't happen. Oh yeah, it's not a utopia. I no. mean, there's still bullshit. But, but um, you see like a little bit of a kick of an ass, a kick yeah. in the ass, and like uh, now I haven't watched the second season. Um, I don't really want you to spoil it, but yeah, uh, does is there a president? Reagan. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to get into the uh, like all the specifics of it. Uh, Reagan does appear. Um, it is. It's interesting. Like the first, I was trying to explain it, and I, I still can't get a, a. I can't explain it real well. But time jumps in this like pretty wildly. You know, like some episodes are just like set over the course of a couple of days, and some it's like three months later or like the next year or you know, it's like a weird and it yeah the first 
seven episodes I watched, I think it's like a five-year span, six-year span. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because they have, like, the side plot going. It's like a slow burn. Because when they show, like, the moon landing, they also show these um, uh, migrants. Yeah, a Mexican Mexico. family crossing the border. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows that. And then you find out, like, the guy becomes a janitor working yep. at NASA, and he has this really intelligent daughter who's involved yeah. with math and all that. And she's there, and it's kind of like the slow background thing, but they're starting to bring her in. I think she's like a teenager now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of great, it's such a good show. Um, season, yeah, season one is like late 60s, 70s. Season two is mostly the 80s, and season three is mostly the 90s. And three and, hasn't um, come out yet. No, three comes out in June of this year. They said that they had a, a definite arc. They they planned out the show already. And if they get their way, it's going to run five seasons. And each season is going to cover roughly a decade, which would mean that it will end kind of where we are. You know it's what I mean? It's crazy because like, it's like, like I said, it's just like, from what I'm seeing so far, when I, you know, I'm only up to, like I said, the mid seventies, um, you just see society moving in a different direction, but there's still some things like then they're on the moon base and like, that's actually a really funny part. They, the astronauts that live on the moon base, oh, there's like a, a catastrophe that happens mm-hmm. on earth or whatever. So it delays these people stuff in the moon base. They were supposed yeah. to, the, something happened and then you find out it's all politics of why there was a failure on the ship what at first they're like is it the russians yeah. no it's not it's it's politics it literally it was they there's vent you find out there's vendors all over the country based on congressmen and all that all the deals that's why like so yeah. like manufacturers all over every state gets a piece of the pie basically mm-hmm. and one of them was to get ted kennedy get elected you find out that there's this Republican that endorsed him, but he endorsed him because a factory moved it. But that yeah. factory did not produce the item right the way the other factory did it. And because of that, the ship exploded. Yeah, and it is. It's a great it's, show. It shows that, that that element is still there. Like that element will probably still be there. Um, but it is, it, it's just crazy to watch this like what if type thing mm-hmm. and like what it would mean. I mean, imagine like, woman finding ice on the moon yeah <laughs> that would change you would not see guys like greg abbott desantis kentucky what happened in oklahoma they wouldn't be able to like put out these like these archaic women's uh yeah it would be harder for them to do that the conversation well, would have changed the conversation is... would change go ahead what it is weird like uh, there is a and we talked about this previously like this show in a lot of ways is like the republicans nightmare because it shows like what good government institutions what strong government institutions can do and part of that is getting us to the moon and exploring space and that is like the antithesis of a lot of republicans viewpoint which is that a we should dismantle government b we shouldn't trust science and c there is no need to go anywhere else 
on the in the universe because God created Earth and Earth alone. You know, yeah, like, I know there's that element, but I think the reality is the first one you said, which is yeah, the we don't want government to run things. Yes, yeah. there's the stupid fringy, not fringy, but the religious bullshit aspect, and that's for right, the right, that's right. for the that's for the rubes, that's for the voter, that's to get the voters to vote for. Well, them. it's for like the reality is the first one. Don't yeah. want people to rely on government. But the joke is, if you look through history, of the United States, America, biggest technology happens during war, during yeah, yeah. big government programs, big things. They are the ones that do the they do the research, they do the investigate. They it's the most that's when it's the most expensive. Right. And then the private sector comes in and takes that and finds a way to make that profitable. They're like, thank you for all that research, and we're going to find a way to change it up and make it that we can profit off of it, and everyone's happy. Yeah, people forget that there's this all the discovery usually happens because of government programs and they want to admit to that they know that's the truth it's like yeah. the biggest joke they want to take us back to the 50s what i would i mean yeah i would right. what you mean when there was like free college and there was like great benefits yeah there were definitely some so admirable and i mean strong. yeah although there were some terrible social uh, well, that, I mean, that's the part yeah, we want to take us back. To. That's the part. But it's like, wait, are you saying, wait? Do we get like, all of it? Do we get all? Yeah, of it? like, do we? Well, get rid of that terrible. Yeah, part yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. The unions and everyone, like, like, what are you talking about here? Like, they they want you to ignore that part, mm. and that's what's great about the show. You're right. This show is like a total. That's why I was curious about the Reagan thing because I think because, like you said, even like old school Republicans back in the day, they knew the importance of like government yeah. program, or maybe not like wanted people but they knew how to take advantage of it or whatever and then like you said ray came in and it's like we're gonna drown government in a bath yeah that was like, it. He, he was like he was the famous one like if if the government says we're here to help you're in trouble or something like that and like yeah no that's that's rips no. off the solar panels <clears throat> off the white house yeah it's like an, a, another bad faith thing yeah well anyway i would definitely recommend uh for all mankind i i loved every episode the music is amazing yeah uh, it's a great show it's done in a really good way it's done in a way like where obviously like it looks good like, yeah. it's probably not the most it, it doesn't have to be the most expensive show they do it in just a it's just edited well and yep. like directed well it, you you feel like you're living it yeah it's that's it's, what's great i mean like you said except for some of the stupid soapy elements which don't really take over the show no, they're they're relatively minor and it but they does... feed into the culture of the time like yeah there is that like you know the the guy who's like has the housewife who he cheats on all the time and yeah. then the house, you find out the housewife is a pilot also yeah now there's opportunities for her to be an astronaut and it's like it's well, like a great yeah I I I don't want to talk about it too much longer because I'm like on the verge of spoiling some great stuff about those characters in season two. Ah, don't uh, you dare! Don't you dare! But yeah, it's I, I would definitely give it a recommend. I mean, like it's just a, a great show. I can't wait for season three to come out. Um, I did hear Ronald Moore left the show. Uh, oh no! He well he mapped him out and he's going to stay on as like a consultant or whatever. Um, but the showrunners are going to be people that have run the show for the first two seasons with him i hope it holds up it should like uh the last season of game of thrones 
where they don't have a book to rely on, so they're just like yeah, they're really quickly now. And well, theoretically, if if season three is the nineties and season four is the two thousand, it was. I mean, at that point, at that point, that's why I'm curious about the. I haven't seen the second season, and glad you didn't spoil. Yeah, yeah. But at some point, it's going to be unrecognizable. Right. That's like, the, the thing. divergent path that the United States and as the world takes, like we're still in that, I'm still in that first season. So you still see, we're still in that meeting point where like it hasn't completely diverted right. too far. Like you see it and you're like, obviously Ted Kennedy was not president, but Ted well, Kennedy being president is clearly going to change everything. Just if like, you If you see the previews for season three, you I have not you'll know that we're already to a point where we haven't yet been. So you know it's like, I mean? like airplane two, where, yeah. they like, where they have a moon base and airplane two, like that. Kind yes, of precisely. So, but I mean, at some point it's going to be like, it's going to almost be unrecognizable. Yeah. Not, you know, people have like silver suits and flying cars, but it's just not good. It, you're not going to, you're going to be dealing with people in a different way. There's this, the world dynamic yeah. is going to be different. Um, It'll be, so, I don't know. I, I'm curious because like for every, if we're sinking all of our money into space exploration, then we're, we're dialing back our, our money elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, like when they show like Nixon ending the Vietnam war and just yeah. showing what a joke it was that it could have been ended at any time. Uh, because he wanted to divert the funds from that into the moon. Now, I don't know enough about it, so don't worry for me, but I'm assuming yeah. saying like schools suffer or uh, like, but I would also think that the technology and the information learned from NASA and learned right. from that would have a tailwind effect that yeah. would just change industry in general. And right, change, like you get like, better cell phones earlier because they yeah. needed that. Yeah. Yeah, like I, the best one of the funniest things is I mean, obviously, VCRs. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up and go into like current actual yeah. reality. <laughs> um, the joke is they only have six tapes, right? They're on the phone. They have six tapes of Bob Newhart, and they watch them over and over. The joke is they start reenacting them. The VCR gets on the fritz, the tapes get ruined, and they start to lose their minds. Like the only thing that keeps them sane, and the one guy gets space madness, which is yeah. kind of funny. Gordo. Yeah. He literally turns into Ren from that yeah. Ren episode yeah. of Space Madness. The shiny red button. <laughs> um, they're like, can you send more tapes? And they're like, Hollywood won't allow it because they don't want people to start like, right. it'll hurt, affect their advertising. And it just shows you that like, all oh, that bullshit red tape is really like VCRs probably existed or yeah. technology clearly existed for years but it wasn't until like what the 80 late 70s 80s yeah like, came in. like 80 45 yeah and a lot of it probably had to do with like yeah profit and people not understanding there's a different way to make money and you know all the way you know it's like the same that's the thing that holds back technology all the time yeah it's really true. profit it's like the reason why like we're slaves to oil still because yeah. oil company said there's still about 50 years or 40, 50 years worth of oil, oil yeah. in the ground. That's a couple of trillion dollars that we're not going to just, 
we're not going to give up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear? All right, I wanted to bring this up. And this is super crazy. Well, so yeah, watch the show. It's yeah. awesome. If you if you like American history or world history, this is a great show. It might leave you a little depressed. Yeah. If, if you care about unless you're like a lizard brain, right? Right. Whatever, then you're pretty like, I hate this show. I hate the show because it's, I see the what if in it. Lost like, potential, yeah. Right. But again, I'm also only in the first season. I don't know if it starts going in a bad direction in the second. So don't worry anything. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I won't. Yeah, like it goes in a bad direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because of crypto, mm-hmm. coal companies are actually seeing a new benefit. Okay. Because of all the burning, oh geez, of to create the electricity for um, you know crypto right. mining, that supposedly coal mining has there is a spike in that in some nice. and it's actually kind of funny because I could imagine that the owners are all so heavily invested in crypto. Yeah, probably. But I thought I I saw that the other day and I was like, wow, that is super crazy. So like. Oh yeah, it's not it's not bad for the environment. No, not at all. No. Um, did you hear too about we're about we're gonna talk about uh Abbott yeah. in a second? So we're gonna talk about Abbott with him busing migrants, speaking of migrant, yeah, yeah, to DC and also holding up the trucks at the border or something. That's like an that, interesting right? one, yeah. Uh DeSantis, some bullshit, Ben Shapiro, Bozo incident. <laughs> right-wing Twitter. We talked about Elon Musk earlier. I do yep. think that there's maybe was an effect of Elon Musk. It could be, yeah. Especially these past couple of weeks. Ghost guns yeah. and New York City shooting. Yeah, so Abbott, uh, before I get into that, do you know that one of the biggest crypto mining is Texas? I, I have heard that, yeah. That they like they were like kicked out of like a lot of the mining was kicked out of like a country and Texas said, come here. We'll right. Take it. Yeah. Do you remember when the, uh, when I was still living there, it got cold again for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. It snowed and they're like shut down the state. Right. And yes. Everyone was afraid of the blackouts and everything. Happened. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. One of the things they did was they basically asked all the crypto miners <laughs> to basically stop ease up for phase. yeah so that the uh power grid would fail yeah so <laughs> i always thought that was kind of interesting yeah i'm glad though like you know after watching a show like this of what could be in technology like real technology really improving and also social changing like yeah the ass like true like true new heroes and like uh, real uh, prog- progress of mankind or people mm-hmm. behind, if you want to call it. Sure. And, and then we instead we live in this digital hellscape where people are burning holes in the earth to make funny money. Picture money. Yeah. Picture money. Um, that they, in the end, goal is to still convert to fiat currency. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That is depressing. Um, yeah. Good well, time. I, Greg Abbott. Speaking of good times, depressing. Yeah, he. Well, he, there there were two things he he did this this week. Um, 
And I don't know how well they're going to work out for him. I mean, what one thing is he had this kind of publicity stunt where he bussed a bunch of migrants to Washington, D.C. Yeah. I don't know how many people you can fit on a bus. I'm guessing like 50, maybe tops. I mean, it depends um, how many buses you're sending to. Yeah. I mean, if he's, I mean, maybe he's going to send a couple hundred. This doesn't seem like it's going to be, it just seems like purely. It's a, a stunt because that's yeah. not, that doesn't do anything. You know, right. If you're saying that is a big problem, is like, what's the point? This is a stunt. This is like that trucker bullshit. Yeah. Truck convoy bullshit that wasn't really about truck, you know, rights for truckers or yeah. like it wasn't, it wasn't about, uh, you know, the fact that like these guys work really hard and like get screwed over easily. Um, it was just about like mask mandates, which were all lifted. They're anyway. gone. They, there's like, like no place exist. left with. Yeah. Well, the, the, the weird thing is like this busing of people that's been going on for like a long time. I mean, I, I remember th there's been stories <laughs> over the years of like, essentially in a real low key kind of way, uh, often a big city, like I think Orlando used to do this. They'd arrest a bunch of homeless people for weird, petty little crimes and they'd put them in jail for the weekend and then as part of their get out of jail stuff, they would give them like a fresh set of clothes and a bus ticket to like Los Angeles. <laughs> you know what I mean? So basically, yeah, basically like that. And it wasn't yeah. like you need to, it wasn't as orchestrated as Greg Abbott's thing where it's like. Well, the Greg Abbott thing's a stunt because he's basically trying to say to Biden, yeah. you're failing us at the border. This is your problem now. Right. And these people like, they're going along with it, the people who are going to bust with one, they're in a precarious situation. Right. Migrants. They're getting fed. They're giving, they're getting clothes. They might be able to get some jobs there. I mean, people they are hiring. Are getting, they <laughs> don't, they, not all of them want to stay in Texas anyway. Yeah. So it's probably a lot of them want. Providing a service for these people, which is hysterical. That's not what he intends on doing. He's right. trying to do some pull some stunt and saying like, this is your problem now, Biden. But it's like, it's a waste of resources, Texas resources. It's yeah. a dick move. And it's I'm just sorry, creepy. This, it's creepy. Using people the as border props. Is, the border crisis that Republicans are trying to push is a lie. Yeah. Well, the, the massive weird, lie. The massive the, lie. The and, weirder one. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, I guarantee you, the majority of people that give him his biggest money, po po political wise, are also the same people that hire migrants. Yeah, they rely on on they rely on them agriculture, yeah. meat packing, all yep. kinds of services like that. So it's hypocritical. It's bullshit. Yeah, well, he's the feeding into the his the racist base and trying to create a. But, I mean, that's just some sideshow bullshit. Yeah, that, that is a uh, stunt. The the other stunt, though, that's like a little more serious is he is stopping trucks at the border. And basically, he's saying that after they go through customs, through a federal inspection, he also wants each truck inspected by the Texas Department of Public Safety or something. So this is holding up things, which means that stuff will not make it to the store shelves, which means prices things will be empty prices yep. will go up and then he gets to go and blame and him and the republicans get to craft an argument and say look it's biden's fault biden's failing the country yeah in fact he's the one fucking doing this um i could play this guy uh 
that I sent you. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Interact with the, this guy on hold on. Okay, his name is Paul Texas eight ninety on TikTok. But I but I found it from a guy named Walter Matson. He's the guy I tell you goes to like the anti-vax rallies. Goes he was the one that went to. He does this shit where he goes to like Republicans. Like he he went up. And oh, okay. Like Republican and he went to Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates, and he's like, I don't think you're. He tells Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't think you're a weirdo or crazy. <laughs> Matt Gates, I don't think you're a pedophile. You're not a pedophile, Matt <laughs> right. Gates. It's like the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he posted this clip. It's like almost two minutes, but I think it kind of sums it up. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good one. Folks, you need to watch this video to the end, and you need to interact with it. You need to leave a comment. We need to boost this as much as possible. And this is your own warning. There's going to be cussing because I'm fucking mad as hell. I am telling you I'm right now, Republicans are intentionally working to drive up inflation and intentionally working to cripple our supply chain. Right now, Governor Abbott here in the state of Texas is forcing the DPS, which is oh, our version of the state troopers, to stop it every single truck coming out of mexico every single truck into a safety inspection on it safety inspection on it what they're doing is they're backing up shipping for dozens and dozens and dozens of miles normally a mexican driver will bring a truck over across the border they'll drop it at a depot and an american driver will pick it up and drive off they usually do about four a day they can't get one through they can't get one fucking truck through they're backed up for fucking miles why because they want to drive up inflation. They think it's going to help them in the midterms. They want to cripple our fucking supply chains because they think it will help them in the fucking midterms. They're doing it on purpose to hurt you, your family, your wallet. This isn't being covered in the national media. All the national media wants to talk about is inflation, inflation, inflation. But they don't want to fucking talk about why it's fucking happening. This, you have to look at local Texas media, Houston, you know, fucking El Paso, Laredo. Laredo's the largest land port in this country. And they've got it backed up so goddamn far you can't even see the end of the goddamn line. These are the sorriest motherfuckers in the world. Republicans are traitors. They don't give a shit who they hurt, who they fuck, just so long as they can get some power. I'm telling you people, vote blue, vote blue in every election. So, I mean... Well, they're saying a lot of those trucks oh, are ru- are running out of gas. We don't curse here, oh, don't curse here on <laughs> They're saying a lot of those trucks are running out of gas uh, while waiting in line. Oh yeah, and of course. The, the food they're carrying spoils. Or yeah, the because there's a lot of I mean, refrigerated trucks. You go to the grocery store. Guess what? A lot of yeah, the agriculture stuff is grown in South America. Yeah, and uh, that stuff doesn't last forever. So it's important that these trucks make it to where they need to go so they can give you fresh groceries. Yeah, it, and, it is something. Greg Abbott's just like real trash. He's a, ter- he's a terrorist. He's a, he, he's a literal terrorist. I mean, he did nothing about the power grid in Texas. No. He did nothing about he, he, you know, the attack on trans kids, the abortion thing with the, with not just the insane abortion rule, but the incredibly cruel and dangerous a bounty system yeah which yeah. is just bananas did you see that woman got arrested because she had a miscarriage yeah that wasn't that was a weird story i read there's a big article about that in the washington post that made it seem like a really complicated story and 
some parts I th I think are fairly clearly bullshit. Like I think at this star, it's S T A R R, Star County Memorial Hospital. I think there was a nurse that called in to the sheriff, That's and insane. and like, the well, nurse. You have nothing else better to do, bitch. Right. This nurse seems like garbage. I I'd imagine this woman can sue her for the, an actual HIPAA violation. Um, Anyway, they, that that Audrey Taylor Green HIPAA. Yeah, violation. that seemed pretty pretty clear. However, the this county is overwhelmingly Democratic. It's it's like they they voted for Beto like 90 percent or whatever. I mean, and the district attorney in there is a super big Democrat, like a very progressive Democrat, and he's right. the one who brought charges against this woman. And I guess he has to. Oh, sorry. It was a weird, it was a weird thing. Like, I, I, I guess that's what I'm saying is that there is more to this one story than first met the eye. Cause at first it seemed like a real easy one. Like, oh, this is the Texas law doing what the Texas law was supposed to do, which is to, you know, fuck over women trying to seek reproductive health care. And I don't think that's exactly it. I think there's some clear bad guys in here, but I think some of the bad guys are not necessarily bad guys as much as they are this is well, a unique situation unfortunately if you create a law well yeah yeah people who work in law have to follow it well that's the thing is that it, it none of this would have happened if texas hadn't had that bullshit law yeah. that's that is but true. the idea of arresting a woman <laughs> for having a miscarriage yeah is so disgusting well, that's always been that's always been the thing is like if you make abortion illegal, then at some point you can say like, hey, I saw a woman drinking a Bud Light while pregnant. Yeah, that she yeah. should that's she reckless endangerment or whatever. She wasn't drinking a Bud Light, you know, or she was drinking something else. I was like, I don't know, it was a bottle. I know. Well, then you get to the point where it's like, well, you know, you are eating lunch meat, and you're drinking coffee, and you're eight months pregnant, and is that reckless endangerment? Is that, I mean, th that's the, yeah. that's where that goes. Cause it doesn't just stop with, you know, you can't have an abortion after this number of weeks. Once they get that, then they go into the next thing, which is, well, really, you know, you should be doing the, and it's just a total power grab I mean, over it's, women's it's bodies. It's disgusting too. Cause it's like anyone who claims they're libertarian and they're okay for, with this, they're not libertarians. Cause true libertarians no. would be like, no, this is none of my business. No, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, I that's sell, like I, I just want to sell lead paint to kids like <laughs> as milk. Like, let me just do that. I don't give a shit about this stuff. Well, I mean, like, it's just yeah. I mean, I, you just see that even just as a headline: woman arrested for having a miscarriage. I mean, it's like it's so gross. I mean, it's like it's not this woman's fault. She had a miscarriage. It could yeah. be all kinds of shit. I don't know. Maybe the stress well, of the society. That's the say, thing. Is like you'll be arrested well, if you have a miscarriage. Yeah, <laughs> have a miscarriage. <laughs> That's the thing is that like if you get on a roller coaster and you're three months pregnant, or let's say you get on a roller coaster and you don't even realize you're pregnant yet, you know, yeah. and, and you have a miscarriage, is are you are you liable? I mean, those are like legitimate questions that people in Texas Their have. The answer to... is no. Well, yeah, because, I mean, just... but yeah, you're right. Under these ridiculous rules, yeah, yeah, you fall into that. I mean, yeah. there's all kind. These they always want these blanket things, 
and they just ignore all the shit that chaos yeah. puts. Like for years, people have said like George W. Bush, I want to define marriage between a man and a woman. Well, guess what? It opened. It wasn't just an attack on gay couples. It was actually an attack on everyone because it opens the doors to all kinds of weird nonsense and like. There was a lot of chaos behind well, they, it. It wasn't as simple as just like, oh, yeah, we're going to make good. What? And they don't even follow through. It's like if you say to Greg Abbott, like, well, what what happens if the woman is raped? Greg Abbott's like, well, we're going to catch all the rapists. You know, they, they're 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 no, they're their counter arguments are just like stupid as fuck. And like there's that one um, I forget. It was a, a male Republican who was making fun of uh, Kentanji Brown Jackson for not for saying that she couldn't define a man or a woman because she yeah. wasn't a biologist and a, a reporter asked him i was like well what is a woman and the guy's like they can have kids and the, the guy's like well if a woman has a hysterectomy, kids yeah he's like if a woman has a hysterectomy is she still a woman and he's like i don't know like that's the fucking point you shithead uh, dumb you fuck define a woman. About women that didn't have one just can't have kids so yeah what if what if, what if you're infertile what yeah. if what if you what if you literally have your if you uh if you can't produce semen are you a man yeah right I mean, like you know what i mean like if, you, if, if you're shooting blanks are you a dude anymore yeah what if you had I mean, like, like a dickectomy you you same argument like yeah. if you're not i well hey we're dude we can yeah. do whatever we, <laughs> we can do whatever you want bro Woo! Shoot <laughs> babes on the side and a camaro <laughs> Well, it's, it's just it is it is ridiculous because they they the first thing their first argument will be well there will never be a slippery slope and then immediately there's a slippery slope and their answer is well who could have saw this coming yeah well that's the joke too is like they're saying like the republicans take like biden's only been president for one year and he's literally cleaning up all the bullshit of trump which mm. is gonna probably last decades and the Republicans are always like, oh, look, Biden hasn't fixed the things that we did. It Better is. vote for us so that we can play this game again over yeah. and over. Play this well, never-ending game. There is some overlap between this Greg Abbott shit and the Ron DeSantis stuff, which was the next thing on our list. Mm -hmm. um, and that Ron DeSantis, th those two seem often to be in a race to see who can be the worst. Um, Ron DeSantis had this big fatherhood rally. Well, he's right? trying, he really wants to be like, he wants to be the substitute for Trump. Like, yeah. listen, Trump's going to be in legal hell. There's going to, he's not going to be able to run his grandest Yeah. Regard old or whatever, but like just January 6th is going to come up if he runs. Like, yeah. a lot of, a lot of stuff's going to come up. Russia, all that stuff. But Ron DeSantis runs. He gets to do all that shit and doesn't bring the bag, even though he's has that baggage too. But the mo general public doesn't know that, right? Le less pay attention to things, less attached to it, you know, in a yeah. visceral way. So they could run him, and he could be the new Trump. And he's just, I mean, all kinds of stupid shit. But the new thing is this bullshit fathers thing. Yeah. So do you, can you explain that a little bit, like? what they're so so cold he put like 70 million towards this program it is it's a crazy thing i i don't to be fair i don't know the specifics of the program um 
I know that he appeared with Tony Dungy uh, at this big event. Football coach or something? Yep, he was the, he's a big uh, character in Florida. I think he was the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won a Super Bowl. And he, if you see him on TV, look, the guy comes across as like a real nice, smart guy. Um, He was a black head coach in the NFL at a time when there, I mean, there still aren't many black head coaches, but like (laughs) he he was pretty universally liked and like the players liked him and the fans liked him and he seemed like a nice guy, but he's always had this really weird kind of like Christian nationalist bent to him. You know, I mean, he's. Yeah. And he never, like, if you watched him on TV, you wouldn't think about it because he didn't like bring it to, you know, his pep talk or his whatever, but but, like, you'd always read about him, like in the papers about like attending these events and churches and stuff like that. Anyway, they're promoting this big fatherhood movement and Tony Dungy's belief and, and Ron DeSantis parroted this as well, is that like all the, people that are in prison right now the common denominator is they didn't have fathers in their lives uh yeah Yeah. and look that's that that's a gray area i mean you can look this is a classic this is a decades old republican bullshit talking point it's an attack on single working women of color yeah if they they get a they get a black conservative come out and say, Bill Cosby did this for years too. They come out and say the real brown man that you don't have them, you yeah. gotta pull up your pants. And like well, and <laughs> I, it's I also, wasn't doing an impression of uh Dungy, is that his name? That was a copy. Uh, yeah, Tony Dungy. Right. Make it's, sure you're aware of Bill it's Cosby. also like a return to return to <laughs> 1950s nuclear family where the woman abided by what the man said but it's like why is there no father i don't know let's get into it um maybe one there was no father and it's a teen pregnancy yeah and the dad was just some douchebag knocked her up and disappeared right yeah a lot why does that happen i don't know probably because some parents complained the school board and they removed sex ed and there wasn't prophylactics available. You know, there's a lot of factors involved. Well, and um, a lot of times it used to be that, like, if a woman got pregnant, she was kind of, she had to stick with the guy. Like, sometimes women get pregnant and they realize the guy's a dickhead. What happens when the, the guy, guy doesn't stick with the woman? Yeah. Uh, and look, th- so there's a lot of factors involved. And so this is just a tired meme. The yeah. Republicans push of fathers not being around. We need it's an attack on gay women. It's an attack yeah. on single women because it's like, gee, the problem yeah. is we need to have Jezebel's. father figure, or we need to have there need there needs to be more than one parent. Now, listen, would people benefit in a family to have a dual parental? Yes, it would. Yeah. Of course, there would be. It, it, but that's what it, they have to get along. They have to love each other. Yeah. They have to have an understanding. Some people are single because the spouse beat the living fuck out of them. Yeah. And then that woman or even man, which happens, they have to go into hiding. And now they're a single parent because that person, you know, there's yeah. so many factors. It's such a well, easy cover and it pushes a tired 
Republican. Talk. It is. They just want to return to this 1950s or pre-1950s world in that sense. And the fact of the matter is that there's so many different variables the unions now. and all the, right. the benefits. Of the but like yeah. now, it's relatively common for people to have cars. That didn't used to be the case in the 1930s, right? Yeah. People can drive away. People can go well, out if they have a car. And, if they have yeah. a car. Well, I'm just saying, car. or public transportation or whatever. If they have people, reliable public transportation. People don't often live. Do not <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of opportunities now. There's a lot of reasons why we don't have a nuclear family anymore. There's, there's just a lot of reasons why that yeah, is there's the a case. lot of, we don't live on a farm in the middle of nowhere. But right. it's like, it's just like, I would love to know where this 70 million is going to go. Yeah. Where's well, this 70 million going to go? Because my guess is that it's going to be distributed to church groups. Yeah, that exactly. it's all going to be faith based. And then uh, out some bullshit about like not bullshit. It sounds great when you read it, but about like foster families and how important it is. Uh, yeah. Okay, put out a don't say gay bill. One of <laughs> right. the biggest uh, benefactors of foster families or kids who are fostered is uh, gay couples. Yeah, and they would love to make sure that those people can never adopt or foster a kid. Well. It is like some of the things in here, I don't know, some of the things in here sound good, like uh, hiring case managers to help fathers find jobs and transition from prison. I'm 100% for that. Like sure, if you, sounds if, good. Yeah. Sure. Now, honestly, in the state of Florida, those case managers are probably going to be from a church, you know, and it's just, it's just <laughs> Yeah, be... exactly, exactly. So it's, it's money to the churches. Yeah, that's the thing. And, the church, like, and those same churches will guide their flock to vote well, for people like Ron DeSantis. And that'll that'll happen. Like when I, I, I worked in the foster care system in the state of Florida years ago, long time ago. And um, the only social service agency that we had to work with was Lutheran Social Services. It was a church group. They ran it, you know, and they've gone to court over and over again, and they can refuse to place a kid with a gay couple because yeah. it goes against their religion or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so even even the good programs, because like Ron DeSantis will say, like, how can you vote against case managers helping helping men transition from prison? Well, because of the the church thing Ron. It's, it's, you're just funneling money into a church that's yeah. really what you're doing and you're and those churches are well those churches sure that you get reelected. yeah well those churches exactly will now that they have this extra money coming in from the government they can take their church offerings and use that to spend on political donations and stuff and that, yeah. that's that's how it goes but um i don't know it is it is weird like like you said Look, there's, I'm not anti-father at all. No, I'm not and, either. I just know that when Republicans push that or conservatives push that, it's it means something language. different. Yeah, It's a loaded, tired. Every couple of years, you see the same thing. And uh, yeah. everything's wrong because, or like, why the father, they ignore. Okay, well, why is the dad in jail? Well, right. Is it maybe one of the reasons the dad's in jail? Because he beat the shit out of the mother? Yeah. Or could it be that like your town needed some revenue, so they kept arresting the guy for like yeah, a broken the guy light. got pulled <laughs> over for being arrested for something stupid? Yeah, uh, like so a drug charge that should have been like a misdemeanor. Yeah, or nothing like 
why yeah. is that wrong? Like, why it, it, it's and like you said, you said it right there. The church group, it's just money being fun. And yeah. that guy, Dun, 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 Tony Dungy, yeah, he's uh, like you said, he's a Christian, uh, national. What is he? Yeah, Christian. I, I call him a Christian nationalist. I don't know if he's yeah. super political, but that he is, you know, but he may not clearly, think of it. It's but. clearly church associated, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a cash grab, um, by churches. Yeah, and didn't uh, he recently? Didn't DeSantis recently just give like a ton of money to like like six hundred million? I don't even know. I I don't. I have to look into that one. Like it, money that. Go ahead. It could be. I know. Like I said, when I and Lutheran Social Services wasn't even a terrible social services agency. I mean, they they were like reasonably fine, um, but it was still a, a religious group, and and that was the only contract you could have like if you if you picked up a kid and you needed to put them in foster care emergency placement foster care that kid was getting funneled off to a church like it was the fucking industrial revolution era or something you know i mean it was like i mean it's it's just it's something it's it's uh it's weird um we were gonna years ago we were nah, i didn't want to talk about it yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I, I worked. We were thinking about fostering a kid years ago, and it's just like, man, it is tough. Yeah. Like, you have, there's a lot of things that, like. Oh, yeah. I used to, that, I used to be one of the people that would audit foster. Like, you families. could not just have people over. If you foster a kid. Oh, yeah. You yeah, have that background. You can't just have, like, friends over. Right. Like, there has to be, like, background checks. Yeah. On, like, well, which makes sense. I agree. Like, I get it. Yeah. Probably in the past, people would get fostered and horrible, horrible right. people. You know, you don't even know. So I'm sure there's horror stories involved. And that's why there, there are. I, I worked with, with foster families. And look, some of them were legitimately just in it for the money. All you they mean, cared like, about uh, Cameron Diaz and the remake of Annie. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of them just were in it for the check. Some of them were the best people you'd ever, ever run into they were just like we got and honestly it usually tended to be like the the well-off people they didn't even want the checks they'd get the check and then buy the kid a bunch of shit with the check or whatever you know and i mean like they they had the luxury or the privilege of being that way um but some of them everybody has that yeah some of them were just can you give it back to a couple of kids yeah they were i remember this one woman she was australian she lived on the water in florida and she had she, a boat uh, eat a vegemite sandwich <laughs> no, 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 she, well, she may have uh <laughs> but like she had a boat and the kids every time you went over there the kids were like just depressed as all hell to see you because they thought you were going to move them somewhere <laughs> but um she would like get the checks cash them and just like blow it on the kids and then it was you know like a real fun oh, thing. Like yeah right yeah i'll get you all diggery dude it was crazy you'd come over there and you'd see them pop out of her pouch uh and it was just like <laughs> it's coming in slime Simpsons when they they go to australia and they jump in the pouch yeah and they find out you know because like you know cartoons are younger right, right. And you see them like jump in the pouch it's like it's great and it's like they were just like covered in slime yeah like so funny. Well, um, anyways, there's a, there's my foster story. I, I only lasted in that job for a year. It was devastating. I, I well, regardless, I think 
nothing Ron DeSantis does is a uh, good faith in any way whatsoever. I think he's a, you can always assume the worst. No, no lie, he's mm-hmm. an absolute monster. He he hid COVID deaths. He hid like high, hid COVID numbers. He literally fired people as members got out. Like yeah. an absolute piece <clears throat> of shit. They try to like put out some like dang like I don't even know. They try to like this anti-science bullshit. It's like the numbers in California are like non-existent now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I saw something the other day. I was like, they try to make the Santa administration trying to make this ridiculous claim saying like COVID didn't affect Florida. Like, I, yeah. That's it didn't clearly, affect Florida because you said it didn't affect Florida. It's clearly wrong. There are, I think there's two, two groups or places or whatever that are going to get wrecked by COVID routinely and one is uh red red counties or chudtopias you know chudtopias they're, <laughs> they're always going to get fucked by covid and frankly yep. from here on out they're going to get fucked by just general diseases because i bet you they stop vaccinating again yeah yeah anti it became it turned the whole anti-covid yep. vaccine movement turned into an anti-vaccine movement and just a total denial yep. of viruses in general and the other places, ironically, are going to be probably pretty liberal places, but that just so heavily rely on public transportation. Yeah, or and, yeah, heavily populated places yeah, like Philadelphia, New York City, New York City uh, Chicago. Play, oh, they, they said Philly is going to bring yeah, back mass mandates. Well, um, it's a big, densely populated place that does and if have... you're making everyone go back to work yeah. or, or go back to the office because you demand people have to commute and everything and you weren't happy with the i don't know yeah you know, they said a lot of productivity if anything probably went up during yeah. people. i read a study today that said that the current research suggests that the sweet spot is one to two days in the office and three days at home and a friend of mine works for a big cosmetic company and that's what her uh workforce is done as they they go once or twice a week into the office and then the rest of it's homeward bound they said it works real well for them so yeah you come in you get covid and then you spend those three days at home getting better so you come back to the office the next week a lot of people that have returned to the office full-time say that they go to the office and they sit in their office and they're on zoom calls in their office oh yeah yeah with other people that's how it is now yeah yeah well, like it's almost like, you know, like, oh, I have to take a meeting. I have to get on a plane and fly. Right. Right. It's almost like you don't really have to do that. Anymore. No. Like you have to have a good reason. Yeah. Like now. Well, it's a good way for companies to save a lot of money. Let me tell yeah. you, because I, if you're, if you're like an exec or like a higher up, man, the one thing they love to abuse when they have that power yep. is the ability to claim they're going to a meeting, travel. And spend all that money on, uh, you know, what they call that? Um, Bob Flash's shirts. <laughs> what? Did you see that that uh, that skit? What is that show? Um, you should be leaving now. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You, did you see that one episode where the guy went on a? He was at a business thing, and he he stopped eating and spent his per diem on these shirts from a oh, store man. called Dan Flash's. Yeah, that sounds really funny. 
Oh, it's amazing. He's, he spends all his money on these and the shirts that have these really complicated patterns and you, you got to watch that. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. That's a great show. Well, okay. So right. a, a Ben Shapiro was recently destroyed at a college campus. <laughs> okay. So Ben Shapiro did yeah. what he normally does, which is he goes to college campuses <laughs> and gets probably gets invited by the young Republicans yep. or whatever. They use that as a way comes in there and he uh, attacks the left. And one thing he does is he attack was attacking trans people. Yes. Which is like what he does because he's a little disgusting piece of shit. And, yeah. and again, it's it, we talked about this before. The right has uh, transitioned, <laughs> which is interesting That's, word yes. to use for them, transitioned from not just attacking the trans part, of LGBTQ, right. but just kind of just going after all of them. Yeah, it was a quick, quick shift, but yes. Quick they did. shift. I'm wondering though, like how long that's gonna last? Because mm. uh, I don't, I just do, don't, this isn't 20 years ago, this isn't 15 yeah. years ago, I think. I mean, like I said, there's people who have super brains, they'll go along with whatever the Republicans, like if the Republicans and Fox News, and OAN, Newsmax, or whatever the fuck, Ben Shapiro, right-wingers pushed a meme and said that they were all some fine with abortion. Right. You would see. It might take a little bit, but you would see if they got got some crafty with some talking points, they would be pro-abortion. Yeah, yeah. They'd be more pro-abortion than anyone has ever been. Yeah, that is true. They would be, they would do it like that. I mean, fuck, they did it with Russia. Russia was the enemy. Yeah. Russia was the big enemy for years. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, that was hey, yeah. not that bad. Hmm. Weird. That I guarantee you that they would flip on a dime if it one day they were like, we're actually pro-abortion. Literally right. pro-abortion. <laughs> not like pro-choice. Yeah. No, like they, they like yeah. They're encouraging well, it. Don't we have way too many people? I think that uh, yeah, well, not Gilbert Godfrey impression, but a Ben Shapiro impression. I saw two clips from the Ben Shapiro talk. And the first one, he's talking and someone shouts out, fuck you. Yep. Uh, and he's um, like, that's not an argument, blah, blah. And that's not an I, my yeah. whole point was like, well, no, it's not an argument. Someone's just telling you to go fuck yourself, Ben. They're yeah, not arguing like you're with here you. At the school, you're here at the school to create a stir. Yeah. You're not here in the school to have a conversation no oh, fucker you don't go here right you don't you... go here you're just here to be a piece of shit and you and to attack young people who are learning about themselves and that's it and you're trying to create some the tyranny of the trans community the tyranny yeah. like all this tyranny of pronouns you know what ben shapiro's new pronoun is mm. bozo <laughs> yeah well that's another Oh, well, let me play, play the clip yeah, for yeah. that one. This let me great. play it because you can't, can't do it justice more than this person. Now, there's some context to it because what this person says uh, in regards to that is a couple, like a year or two ago, Cardi mm-hmm. B put out a music video <laughs> yeah. called DAP. No, uh, no, DAP. WAP. Yeah. DAP was the thing Ben Shapiro likes. Right. WAP. <laughs> Which is stood for, uh, I'll let you say it, Joseph. As a, as a no, I'm not, not going to say it. Uh, as a father but, of a daughter, I'll let you say it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good on that. He, uh, he, ass 
word. Yeah. And, and he went on this weird Twitter thing about like how like gonorrhea or something, like implying that a wet vagina. Yeah. Was something to do with an STD or something. He were, said that his his wife's doctor has said the only time she's been wet was like when she had a an infection of some sort and then like so it's just creating this whole orbit like that ben shapiro does not excite his wife right whatsoever and then he he tweeted something else like around the same time where it was like my kid came and asked me what day it was and i said columbus day or so he was talking making a point about it being columbus day and then he said that the kid went into his wife's bedroom like wait a minute what That's- oh that yeah yeah, yeah like- that was uh there's like a lot of re- big reveals on venture yes. like <laughs> were it's very odd um so <laughs> here's the clip it's very short let me yeah. get it from the beginning wait let me put the volume. There we go. Fred and Linda Allen lecture series. That's what it says on the podium. <laughs> now, Ben Shapiro is nearing 40. And he's yeah. going to these college campuses. And it's the same tired bit. It's like, it's like Gallagher. You, know, you ever watch Adventure Brothers? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the guy, Billy Quizboy? No. I, he had I like the little robot arm. He had like the big head. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that was like the joke. He was like an old man, but he still lived off of like being this like game show like yeah. this kid. It's, it's Ben Shapiro. I'm gonna tweet that later. I'm gonna tweet it's funny. that character and Ben Shapiro. And you know what I'm gonna put? I'm gonna put same energy. <laughs> and it'll get at least 12, 14 likes. Yes. You retweet with over that wise goat. 16. <laughs> All right, here we go. Story. I wish I literally said, I used throughout the speech, not trying to write You sound like a bozo, bro. And you get no pussy, and you can't even make your wife wet, bro. So what's good? <laughs> that is how every college student should interact yeah. with Ben Shapiro from this day forward. It's, that person nailed it. You're well, a bozo. I don't give a fuck. Like, get the fuck out of my school. And if you had seen the clip, Ben Shapiro is like initially like shut down, like he doesn't know how to respond. Um, all the right wing was like, That wasn't a burn. I'm like, <laughs> You know what? I don't think it's a burn, I think it's more of just like, like a dismissal. Yeah, like, fuck off, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about you at all. You don't affect me, you shouldn't be, you have no reason to be here. Yeah, you're a bozo. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't, and you can't, you're, uh, uh, I'll let this person say it again because they said it more eloquently. Yeah. I don't ever say it. Dysphoria. <laughs> I wish I literally said This asshole is here. He, he's trying to talk about gender dysphoria, of course. <laughs> right, so right. He's implying that anyone who's trans, he's delegitimizing. Yeah, the experience. Right. That's right. exactly what he's doing. Saying, like, oh, they need to go to therapists or some bullshit. That I used throughout the speech, not trying to write You sound like a bozo, bro. And you get no pussy, and you can't even make your wife wet, bro. So what's good? So what's good? <laughs> That's uh, the best. I, I love that. As the, you, that that was like the a big meme back in like 2015. Where, so what's good? Yeah, N- Nicki Minaj 
said that to Miley Cyrus at some award show. She's like, what's good? And she said it kind of like that too. And so that's been like this weird. What does that mean? It just means like, like, uh, what's it, it? Like, is are you saying like, what's good about you or like? Yeah, like, no, yeah. like, um, like, what's going on with you? Like, tell me some good news about you. Like, uh, it's kind of like a sarcastic mocking, like, you know, what's like, you don't get any action. You don't make your wife excited. So what's good? You know, like, what's going on? You know, like, uh, yeah. it, like it's just a such a fucking, perfect clap. Back. It's great. He's a fucking bozo. It's a waste of time. He doesn't debate. He doesn't debate people like debate an expert on the trans community. Debate yeah. a uh, debate someone on the social left who actually knows what they're yeah. doing. What a social scientist or something? Yeah, you know. debate some. You know, have a true conversation. No, I'm gonna talk about fashion and try to get you and trick you up. Well, no, that's the thing. That's is that what like, he does to college kids. Yeah, Ben Ben Shapiro's good at like a few little debate tricks. And, Steve Carter does the same thing too. Yeah, and they're they're real basic. Like mo- a lot of people are good at that type of shtick. But Ben Shapiro, one hundred percent, needs an earnest, true believer that's maybe a little shaky and unsure of himself. That's what Ben Shapiro needs to like perform his his shtick. Well, on on a college kid, yeah, that may know some stuff but doesn't understand. Uh, rhetorical arguments right right understand debate it's flustered is easily redirected yeah easily flustered ben shapiro could come in and twist it he's a little debate club douchebag like he's not and this guy here it didn't give him any of that he's like you're you're a bozo bozo. right (laughs) debate that you're like you dap you're fucking what what good like yeah i think it's a solid burn oh these people (laughs) trying to like try to act like you know it, it's the uh meme you know that face of like the crying guy yeah and then the mask the smiling yeah. face above the crying uh-huh. face that's exactly what that is i think that this to me like is it the downfall bench crew no but i think people need to do more of this like he's a joke like yeah. well this is the way forward if this happens every time he shows up he'll stop showing up yeah those or people will stop Everyone should have a him. bozo chant before yeah. he comes on. Bozo, bozo. Like, well, we saw that when you when you were still in Texas. We saw that at UNT when that weird anti-trans person went. Yeah. And, and the kids just shut him down. They started chanting, yeah. and he and looked like he a clown. Like creep. Like, wasn't he like multiple divorce? Like, he's just some yeah. asshole. Like, he's some... like a, a he's a father's rights guy, is what he is. Wow. You know, like one yeah. of those. So. Um, story. I wish. Yeah, I think I want to see the full video of the whole thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. or like people saying "fuck off" and he's like, "That's the way to have an argument." Like, fuck you, dude. Your yeah. literal argument on your your Twitter is facts have no feelings, but nothing you say is true. Yeah. So I well, guess you have fun tons of feelings because I want to hear some facts. And these same people that are like, "Well, that's not hardly a debate," blah blah. They they're the same people cheering on Trump. Yeah, he tells he's a straight shooter. He tells it like it is. I mean, like the narrative. Yeah, falls these are the same him. people who chicken out of debates. A good example. Here's one. Mm-hmm. I have it on the list. I'll talk real fast. Herschel Walker. Oh yeah, <laughs> Herschel Walker. First of all, 
is right i say so it's really sad and i don't trust these polls but supposedly he's polling better than warnock right now yeah that that's what i've heard that's frightening that's that's scary shit right there herschel walker's a moron like well say, yeah he's, he's a trump flunky he's because he got kicked out of some position that trump gave to him and dr oz if dr oz or herschel walker get in the senate well, I think Dr. It's, Oz is going to get his ass handed to him in Pennsylvania. I think that Fetterman's got that wrapped up. Well, I don't. Do you think Oz will even make it into the primary? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think Herschel Walker, look, Herschel Walker was a legend when he was a running back for the University of Georgia. People, a lot of people still remember I him. fucking hate. Let me tell you another reason why I fucking hate football. All these fucking grew up and I get these idiots who like, like sports and they were talking trash about me because i like comics i'm like dude you you talk about these people like as if they're batman yeah you yeah. lionize these people like well they're it's like you sound like a bigger dork right? yeah that's true but he he was a big big running back in georgia but today he got he, okay he has a lot of problems one is he has threatened to shoot police officers he's committed um, tons of documented acts of domestic violence yeah he has recorded himself over and over again talking about all the times he's gotten high and played russian roulette nice just today people there's a big article i don't know if you saw this earlier today but he's been saying for months and months now how he runs a company in yeah, south carolina I, I found that let me look that up and see if it can... doesn't exist yeah he claimed that he runs this company, and uh, let me see if I can find. Yeah, well, here's this one. In keeping with the Trump creed, Herschel Walker claims to own companies that don't exist. Why not? If TFG can invent valuation of property, why can't Herschel Walker make up businesses? Yeah. Um, he said he graduated University of Georgia. He never did. He said he was this high school valedictorian. He never was. I mean, it's just like, look, man, I mean, that is the, that is the. Wait, what? That is the big test. Is if if he gets elected, then it, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, as to like, <laughs> one guy wrote, "Dear Democrats, this is how you run against Herschel Walker in Georgia. There is an f ton of material out there. This is the blueprint. We can scare the hell out of voters just like they can. Buckle up and get the f to work. We need Senator Warnock. Let me see the. Let me. We do not accept donations. But oh. what a you're playing Russian roulette. Yes. With uh, the one bullet on the gun, and you yes. just put the gun to the side of your head. I put it yeah. to the side of my head. I put it in my mouth. <laughs> That's your head right there. So fucking... That's your head. Yeah. Do not accept donations. Oh, sorry. Let me turn that off. Yeah. Okay. You just play that, you know, over and over again. But oh. there was one guy, I'm trying to find the reporter. He really nails it, like, about Herschel Walker, like, yeah, just making all these claims about businesses and having women in their career, and it doesn't exist. Yeah. There's no, and it, the other big one thing I kind of started this though was there was a primary uh, debate and he didn't mm -hmm. show up and he doesn't yeah. plan on showing up to any of them. Oh, why would he? Got some it's, more just, on. It, it's really scary though, how, and that's why I feel like, especially with Republicans and things like that, it, this anti democratic, uh, not democrat, but democracy, yeah, yeah. literally anti democracy is that they don't care they'll vote if they have a celebrity a cult of personality type person a celebrity or some trumpian character or whatever they don't care if this person ever shows up at the debate no they don't care 
They just want their guy in. They don't give a shit. They could show, they can never, he can never show up. All the other Republicans that no one knows the name because they weren't famous football players. Right. They could say whatever they want about him. It won't make a fucking dent. And this motherfucker, if he wins the primary, he probably won't debate Warnock. Oh, I doubt it would. And I don't know. It's it's kind of scary. I mean, the reality is, it's like the only reason why you got uh, Justice Brown in the uh, right. That's yeah. It Kentonji Brown in the Supreme Court was because Raphael Warnock and uh, what's the other guy's name? Ossoff. Yeah. Ossoff won those Georgia runoffs in it's crazy the day before the January in January fifth, the day before January sixth. Yeah. That people, was a... people don't remember that. People don't think about that shit. Ever they don't all these so-called leftists that claim they all claim this bullshit, but they never put they refuse to acknowledge the fact about how important every election is and how the only reason why we got even one Supreme Court justice in was because of this election in Georgia. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And you're gonna allow you sit back and allow these ghouls like Greg Abbott play games with the trucks and the and the delivery of goods so that people can push a Biden's ineffectual meme yeah. while they run clowns like Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz. Like, <laughs> it's scary shit, man. It really is. Oh. I, I don't think people really appreciate, like... Well, like, I'll, what a, go I'll feel better when, uh, when no one's paying it. Only a few people are paying attention right now. When the election season gets closer... I'll see what sort of right. I mean, Herschel Walker's winning a primary because it's like one. Where are they polling this? Yeah, I, I mean, this is basically Rome, Georgia, home of Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, and probably exactly. Hazard where is, County. Where know? is this poll being dipshit, Georgia? Like mm-hmm. where? Where you know? It's like the same thing. I want to yeah. know. I saw a poll the other day or some bullshit claiming like people want Trump back out. Who? Yeah. Where we asked all four patrons of the hog's nest, the boys, where, where, where'd boss hog have his Albert now his mom, <laughs> yeah, right. his absent father. Hey, right, I, I agree, Ron Santos. I think dads should be around. Maybe Kyle Rittenhouse wouldn't have murdered two people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know, yeah. maybe he would kill more. Well, I said, and this is probably a piece of shit. <laughs> this kind of like is kind of linked into that whole Ben Shapiro, Herschel, the whole like Twitter conservative. I don't even understand though the appeal of Herschel Walker. Well, like I said, he he was. It's twofold. One, in the state of Georgia, he's a, a real well-known name. He just is amongst a lot of people in Georgia. His son. Oh God. And two. <laughs> He's glued to Trump's ass, you know, and, and if you like Trump, then Trump and Herschel Walker go way back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, like, like you're talking about like during the convention, Herschel Walker spoke there and he was talking about like going to Disney. The kids remember him and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah very strange. So it's just funny, though, how like you find out he has like all these problems and he like is a terrible person. And uh like that's the people that flock to each other. <laughs> uh, tracks. <laughs> well, let me see. I'm just gonna see if I can. I think if I go by likes, I'll find it. Okay. I like too much shit though. Um, 
Oh, I found it. Okay, here we go. No lie with Brian Taylor, Tyler Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herschel Walker has been claiming he owns a business with 280 women in South Carolina. Unearth records reveal it doesn't exist. Yeah. He's repeatedly bragged about starting this non-existent business, calling it the largest company of its kind in the U.S. He also claimed that he graduated high school and was developed yeah. Victorian. Yeah. Anyway, graduate high school. Oh, he graduated high school. He didn't graduate college. That's it. Yeah, because he yeah. said he said he claimed he was high school valedictorian, wasn't, and then he claimed he graduated college and he didn't. Yeah, I like it's, this guy. He he has good tweets. This guy, uh, Greg Abbott is shipping human beings halfway across the country for publicity stunt while halting shipments of products across the country, causing rising prices. Let that sink in. Yeah, just a little earlier. Um, you know what? I'm just going to read people's tweets going forward on the, <laughs> on the podcast. They they really do a better job of like, <laughs> you know, like I'm just going to end up looking for it anyway. But man, he had like one about it's fine. I mean, Herschel Walker's a clown. Yeah. Oh, that's is. it. Herschel Walker says he graduated in the top one percent of his class in college. He didn't even graduate. He says he was a high school Val Victorian. The school didn't even have Val Victorians. That was it. They didn't, okay. even have a, yeah. they didn't even have one. He claims to own the largest upholstery company in the U.S. Company doesn't even exist. I mean, he sounds like he'll probably be the next president of the United States. <laughs> yeah, right. I oh. mean, what a clown. And the guy, like, his brain is, like, doesn't work. I think he has, like, tons of, like, football injuries, too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of right-wing shit and <laughs> like that, uh, Twitter. Yeah, I've noticed, at least on my end. Now, the thing is, I'll say this right here. I follow, I don't follow a ton of people, but I follow enough people and I get like, because the way Twitter works is like, if you like some, if, if you follow yeah. someone, you're going to kind of see what they like or what they retweet. You're going to see some of their followers. Sometimes I see like, like I see this guy's stuff a lot because one, it shows up and I've clicked on it. But the one thing I've noticed lately is that like I would get people that would retweet Lauren Bober or retweet <laughs> like a right winger or like that. And I would see that on my feed. Yeah. Now Twitter is just actively putting right wing personalities into my Twitter yeah. feed. Like, I get that. The actual tweet itself from that. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's weird. I've noticed that more well, over the past week. Now I've been using it for years. Now some people would be like, well, whether without them works. I'm like, no. Because if that was the case, then Lauren Bobert would have been showing up on my feed two years ago or a year ago. Yeah. It no, could this be. is very recent. I've noticed over the past week or two of like a lot of my feed being like at first I thought I was on my uh bullshit account, stunt yeah, stun yeah. stand, which right, right. uh I never really did much. I had like remember he put Yeah, yeah, I remember he, that. Yeah. Remember he want scumbag Stanley <laughs> wanted Kyle Rittenhouse to play Peter Parker. <laughs> right. and then which, you know, I don't know. Probably well, Ben Shapiro's version of Spider-Man for the Daily Wire. Maybe I'll have. Yeah, I know. I know that like Twitter doesn't care if you like or dislike something. It just cares that you feel strongly about something. So sometimes I will get in the trap of like trash talking uh, re on a Republican thread or whatever, and as a result, Twitter is like, oh, the this really gets this guy worked up. And then I just start seeing a ton of Republican stuff. 
I get. Yeah. I just noticed it more recently, and I'm like wondering, like, that's the Elon effect. Yeah, though all could be. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if like it would make sense for me, it would make sense to me that he would push, say, oh, Twitter isn't fair the right way. So my suggestion to yeah. Twitter is that you start pumping right voices so that these show up more in people's feeds. Yeah. It, it would not shock me. I mean, like they prop them up. And yeah. So I mean, Lauren Borbridge tweet literally wishes like, please, Elon, bring back free speech. <laughs> what the fuck is that? This is the guy who fired somebody for talking about like how the Tesla, the self-driving didn't work. Yeah. And he got fired because <laughs> it got out. Yeah, that's free speech. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna pay attention, see if it's like a weird fluke. If yeah, it gets worse because I think it's kind of odd. It's just, it is. I, I've noticed it the last week or two as well. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it for sure. Well, let me see. I'm going to go on my feed real quick. And one of them is the ghost of Donald Trump. What? Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler's ghost is uh, Jesse Helms. What? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Linda LaRouche Society. Remember that guy? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. All right. Well, okay. So what else we got? Oh, speaking of right-wing Twitter, yeah. this one, uh, ghost guns. Yeah, yeah. So Biden, I guess, put in an executive order. like. Yeah, he put to deal but, with ghost guns. Basically, the, that they could be traced, right? Yeah, the ba- the basic idea is that um, ghost guns are, they're just hard to, to track. You know, they're basically kits that you sell and then the person builds their own gun or whatever. And, all, and it's not, there's no record of it being anywhere. You know, it'd be like if I sold you, you know, uh, a 10-piece kit. Chicken nugget. Yeah, and you, you put all the pieces together and then you had a gun. You know, oh, that sounds totally legit. Like, well, I, a person who would buy something like that would never use the gun for bad stuff. Yeah, it's it does. I just um, like untraceable weapons because they're cool, not because, uh, you know. And but basically the law is and I'm, I'm very much abbreviating it, is that if you if you sell something like that, whether it's a 3D printed gun or a, a yeah, or a kit you know, that you're selling to people for people to build guns, you got to affix a serial number to it. And that's got to be trackable. So it's really a minor thing. I mean, it's not a huge, huge deal, but right wing. They they don't want any right regulations on guns. Guns. I say this, stop treating guns like a fucking religion. They are. It's a product. Yep. It's not ingrained in our country. It's a fucking product, and it's one of the only industries that gets to enjoy a unending, not yeah. ba- barely any regulations. Imagine a toy company made something and one kid choke. It yeah. would, they would be out of business. It's harder to buy Sudafed than it is to buy a gun. Yes. Yeah. It is. You have to, you have to like give your name and id to the pharmacist if you want a third box yeah. of sudafed or whatever sudafed yeah over the counter item so yeah anyway this this ghost gun thing it makes perfect sense i mean like i i get 
I get the gray area here. Like if you are selling a gun part, let's say, let's say there's a guy living in rural Montana has a good reason to have a rifle. He hogs. Yeah. Whatever. And he's like, you know what? I, I want, you know, a special longer. I want to add a pocket pussy to the gun. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I want to fuck my gun. I, I want to attach a flashlight to the barrel of my gun <laughs> <laughs> on the end. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and look, there's plenty of reasons why you might want to modify some type of, of gun. You know, let's say you have like a well, who knows? It, it doesn't matter. But like all of those things are things that th- there should be no reason why you shouldn't put a, a serial number on it. You know, just so you can trace it's it. It's completely bullshit. The fact that it's called ghost guns, even, I mean, I'm sure that's not what they wanted to call it, but it's called uh, that. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. But here we go. Blake Masters, some right wing asshole. Yeah, yeah. I made this ghost gun a few months ago, very <laughs> legal and very cool. But now, thanks to Biden, new rules change. I would be a felon if I made another one just like it today. And then Blake Masters says, our founders built their own guns. They intended us to as well. It's the ultimate political act. The liberty, the 2A protects. Technology will not be stopped. 3D printing is going to get easier year after year. I'll be a political check on gun control, but the technological check is inevitable. So stupid. All, all I, wrote, there, I, mean, I wrote on his thing, I said, you don't live in the 1700s. Yeah. Fucking shit. And, and Okay, well, then mate, I'm finally making a 3D printed gun of the of what they used in the Revolutionary War. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, or you can I mean, make the same exact about? gun you made last week, but you stamp the number eighty-four on it or something. Now it's legal. Yeah, yeah, right. Fourteen eighty-eight on it. There's or seventeen seventy-six. Or who the fuck cares? You just give put give it a serial number. That's yeah. all you do, you jackass. And, I mean, like, I mean, what my my complaint. I love that whole like yeah because you know in the seventeen hundreds they. 3D printed guns. Well, oh, it's exhausting. Ass. So I uh, I retweeted this thing. I just wrote, "My ghost gun is very legal and very cool." Oh <laughs> well, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Bobert wrote some bullshit too about guns, and it's exhausting to keep up with these morons. It just is. It is exhausting, right? Mm-hmm. Thankfully. I can. I'm going to enter the alternate reality of uh, for mankind. Yeah, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to enter that world. And I don't know. I don't know what season two or three is going to be like. But maybe I'll regret it. So. Wow. Well, I guess uh, <laughs> I, this would probably be a good place to. Speaking just, of ghost guns, yeah, uh, this is a ghost gun. Well, it's the the New York shooting. It's it's a uh, real scary and sad story. You know, I mean, um, apparently this guy is from Wisconsin. And he sounds and he sounds not well. You know, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Of him. Most people that do this stuff aren't yeah. not well. Well, he he sounds more. Um, I don't know what he sounds like. Anyway, he he. I heard he was the one who gave the police the tip that led to his own arrest. I don't Supposedly. know why he didn't just surrender. Um, but he, he wanted to play a game. Yeah, he got on the subway with a gas mask and some smoke grenades and a bunch of guns, and he he shot like a dozen people or so. It's awful. Yeah, um, 
He, yeah, the smoke bombs. That's what I always love too about the good guy with a gun. Yeah. Well, what, he just throws some smoke bombs. You'll probably end up shooting everyone except him. Yeah. It's it's so yeah. And that's what and, the guy in the Aurora Theater did years ago, the Batman movie where he yeah. killed people. There's smoke bombs. So even if like, okay, you're already in this dark theater, and now smoke bombs go off. Yeah. Shit, and he's spraying bullets everywhere. Good guy with a gun doesn't exist. Yeah. Most honestly, the, the good guy with the gun thing, that that never really pans out. No, it's I mean, always like, good bullshit. It's very yeah. um, but I don't always say that as a joke, but like actually, if anything, it's like, okay, what about the police department? They were like putting out, like, hey, if you see this man, it's like, dude, yeah, the New York police department <laughs> is like rivals armies in the world. Yeah. There's I I learned more about the New York police department uh this past day. Like they have foreign offices, eleven foreign offices oh yeah yeah the world. they have submarines mm. in new york the police yeah i i did not know that but i believe yeah it. yeah no i mean it makes sense yeah you know? i mean you know godzilla might be in the water <laughs> that thing from uh overfield rosilla uh, what rosilla oh no not another yeah <laughs> rosilla not another Godzilla in problem. Uh, here we go again. Let's get the let's get the scoop. Uh, get the sub boys. Get the sub boys. We're going. We got another Zilla. Um, but it just like shows like how ineffectual they are sometimes. Like I saw something recently. Like this is what the cops in New York are good at: uh, pulling over poor immigrants for trying to sell churros or like fruit right. salad on the loose cigarettes. No, nah, not even that. Not even that. Just like. A churro cart. Yeah. They go after those people like like that. You want to go go walk on the subway with a churro cart. The, that's right. when cops show up. That's when they all sudden they're in effect. But this, like, I don't know. Like, listen, do I expect the cops at the moment that happened? No, I mean, like, they weren't like they're not robots. Yeah. But I don't know. The fact that it like it took forever and the guy basically turned himself in. Yeah. It's like it- doesn't seem very effectual. No, it is weird. They have a lot of they they have they have equipment built for like these military operations, and that's not really their mission. Well, we learned uh, what those are good for. We yeah. learned that during the George Floyd protests. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, this is this is just such a weird, quirky little story. Um, I, I mean, like I don't mean that in a dismissive way quirky. or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's there's a, it's a, a it's weird. You know, I mean, this is like, in some ways, what it's what amazing it doesn't happen more often. This? He was claiming it was like a homeless problem or something. He, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know that a lot of his videos talked about, um, they, they talked about race relations and stuff and how he thought that, um, you know, black people and white people shouldn't live together, shouldn't oh, communicate God. or something. It was some <laughs> real weird stuff. Uh I don't know. My, my I always, uh, not always, but often I find that like a lot of this is like Joker stuff where it's like, oh, this person had mental health problems. Um, they were treated for a long time. And then due to budget cuts, they didn't have mental health services. And then they just kind of gradually lost touch with reality, alienated all their friends and family. And the next thing you know, they're on a bus with a gun. You know, that's, that's usually... I'm not saying that happened here. It would not stun me if that's what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I mean, it happens all the time in the United States. 
Yeah. It's just, I think the biggest thing is just that, like, I think the criticism just goes to the police in New York. It's like, how do you, I know I, they have like the biggest budget yeah. in the country. They have like, after 9-11, and this is like, we talked about this before in this podcast, like after 9-11, like almost, almost all like police departments in the country. Yeah. Given like militarized weapons. These people don't know what they're doing. This isn't the military. These guys are not military people. No. I don't know. It, it it sucks. It sucks to for people who rely on the subway. Mm-hmm. You hear about these stories in the past. You hear about like how dangerous it could be. I remember when I lived in Astoria, no joke. I wasn't on the subway at the time, but like one of my subway stops in Astoria. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the story at all. It got around. Guy swinging a chainsaw around. Oh, I remember here. Yeah. Let me tell you, I consider myself very fortunate in <laughs> that I never would want not run into a chainsaw maniac, thankfully. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, when you run into them, you, you, don't yeah. run, you usually don't run in anymore because no. they, they, they <laughs> a chainsaw. Uh, I try not to run into people with chainsaws. I try to run, yeah. away, from them. run away from them. Run away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, nice chainsaw. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> uh but oh there was like a guy with like a hatchet i remember Jesus. in philly i heard this story like you just hear all these horror stories like yeah. dude, people just want to commute like they gotta go work they gotta go places yeah and then you hear this shit and it's just like it just sucks mm. and you just feel like the police department it's like completely ineffectual um it's like no they're what are they good at again uh Making sure somebody, some poor old immigrant yep. isn't like selling churros in the subway. Yeah. Like, they mostly just generate revenue. Yeah. A lot of it is, and it funnels back into whatever. Yeah. I know. They're just tax collectors. Yeah. I yeah. mean, tanks don't pay for themselves. <laughs> they don't grow on trees. They don't no, grow they don't. Trees. You know, they couldn't afford to get PPE to uh, hospitals, couldn't produce them in time in the beginning of COVID. But they were able to give full-on military gear to people to stomp uh, protesters. Yeah, at, right. Uh, you know, the funny thing is about uh, Ben Shapiro, going back to him. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'm sure Ben Shapiro would love is um, be able to go on stage, tell people how things are. Yeah. Somebody speaks out against him. He probably would want the police department to be able to stomp on that person. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, believe that. With a big Clydesdale, with a big. Yeah, yeah, like hundred percent believe that. Like it's not, it's not like oh, I believe that because I just think no, it's because it's a fact. Right. Yeah. These are like all these so-called free speech warriors. They're they're the biggest fucking fascists. They don't want free speech. It is true. That is. All right. Well, on a good note. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I think after this is over, I'm gonna go escape into my alternate reality of uh and watch the eighth episode season one of for all mankind yeah i hope it's still this potential utopia yeah but, you'll love it's, it's such a great show i'm also on. going to text you the dan flashes skit which i think i've <laughs> i've only important. i've only found it on facebook for some reason i've never Wait, seen this it on is YouTube. from the that guy yeah the the show on netflix yeah Dan Slashes. Yeah, it's the, the same guy who did um, Coffin Flop. 
Yeah, the, yeah. Remember that one that the hat he wears at like I don't know, it was like at a funeral or something. It's like yeah, yeah. Hat that had flaps on it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the sloppy steaks though. Steaks covering my water or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh god, it's so gross. Uh, all right, well, uh, yeah, get ready for that. That'll that'll come shortly. Oh, can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully next week uh will be a great week and nothing yeah. bad will happen. Right? I'm sure I'm sure. Only good, only good news. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we don't lose any more. Oh, I did tweet the one thing after Gilbert Godfrey died. It said someone keeps taking the wrong comedians. Yeah. Fucking Louis C.K. is winning the Grammy. Yeah, Louis C.K. <laughs> wins a Grammy. Louis Anderson dies. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that Louis C.K. I'm not saying Louis C.K. should die. No. I don't think that. I'm just saying that, like. And in all fairness, Louis Anderson probably didn't deserve a Grammy. So. <laughs> well, he probably had a hard time getting a Grammy. You know why? He's dead. <laughs> I mean, you could give a dead person a Grammy. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's like so weird. Now, I guess the question, okay, real quick, because you brought that up before we wrap this up. Lucy K wins a Grammy. Mm-hmm. People are like, what the fuck? You can make the argument and say, okay, well, Lucy K put it out himself. No one, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. a or anything. studio. He's putting it out himself. Okay, whatever. Have at it. You still have a fan base. They're going to support you. For sure. Go right ahead. I question the Grammys for nominating. Yeah. That's the choice they made. Yeah, they could there was look, there was enough, there, there were enough there's comedians other, so that they could have looked elsewhere. Right. There's other yeah. content. It's like people who like their comedy, the comedians they like, the people deciding so people like the people they're liking are people they stopped liking new people after 2005. Yeah. Mm. And they didn't bother looking into the current state right. of those people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they still think that, like, Dave Chappelle has that awesome show on Comedy Central. Right. <laughs> and, he's, and he's not a big tra- uh, transphobe weirdo. And uh, Lucy K doesn't have those allegations yeah. out of him. Mm. They're just like, oh, no, he's really funny. I saw some <laughs> clip of him from, like, I don't know, could have been last year or 20 years ago. I'm not yeah. sure. All these people should check it over with their grandkids before they start submitting their. Hey, I was gonna. Hey, I was gonna nominate Louis C.K. What do you think? Real quick, too. (laughs) Good example of doing a little bit more research before you nominate someone. Years ago, this is when I was living in Texas. Years ago, uh, one of the Dallas newspapers, kind of like equivalent of like a Village Voice type paper. Oh, they were going to nominate like. Per Texan of the year. Yeah, yeah. And one of the names that came up was Richard Spencer. Oh, wow. Because he's from Texas. Yeah. And they were going to nominate that. Like it, he was considered one of the nominees. People come out and say, Are you fucking insane? Yeah. And they removed him from the nomination. Yeah, good. Now, I'm not saying that Lucy K is Richard Spencer. No. What I'm just bringing up is that they didn't have to nominate him. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that is the, that's the original say problem. about all the new content he wants. <laughs> I just question the awards that would nominate. Like, you would just think yeah. they'd be like, oh, wait, yeah, this is, yeah. Let's there's go to the other, next one. There's other creative people out there. There's a lot of people in the world. 
It's like the same people keep casting Chris Pratt for all the cartoon voices. Right. <laughs> other Chris, there's other people out there, but if, and if you're really lazy, there's other Chris's yeah, out there. Chris Pine, good one. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Uh, the guy who's Captain America is also named Chris Evans. Yep, Chris Evans. Yeah, there's other Chris's you don't Chris have. Everett Lloyd. Yep, sure, I don't know who that is, but sure. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Christopher Cross. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Famed Lloyd. director yeah. Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Not, and also the discoverer. Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You didn't. He, he's, I don't know. <sighs> All right. Well, All right. on that note, I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. You still going on about that? Thank you for listening to You Still Going On About That. Um, please like, comment, share. And if you haven't done already, please follow us on Instagram, YSGO, Facebook, YSGO, and Twitter, YSGO. Thank you, and have a great day.